Okay, welcome everybody. Episode number 40, oh, what is this? 45 or 46? This is episode number 45, Sports Cards Live. Welcome everybody to the show. Uh, before we get started and bring out our guest tonight, Chris Carlin from Upper Deck, I do want to thank uh, the guest we had last Saturday, Bobby Burrell from Vintage Hockey Collector. What, what a great resource, what a great uh, fountain of knowledge he is on the history of the hobby. Check out that episode. It lives on the YouTube channel on Sports Cards Live. You can see all the historical episodes there as well. Also on the After Hours episode that I had right after that, we had with me Brian Palmer, uh, a nice hobby discussion. It was pretty nice and relaxing, so check that out as well. We covered a multitude of topics. I also want to thank this past Wednesday's guest, who was Stephen LaRoche. And Stephen, uh, unfortunately, had some technical difficulties, so we're going to reschedule. But we did get through about 45 minutes with Stephen. And um, and then I want to thank uh, Carlos and Bobby Burrell again. Carlos from the Because I'm Carlos YouTube channel as they both sort of came in and saved the day and joined me on screen. And we were able to salvage the episode and still produce what I thought was some decent content. So thanks to those guys very much. This coming Wednesday, Dustin, the personal finance dad, will be joining me. And uh, this will be a great episode. Dustin has a YouTube channel by the name, the personal finance dad, where he covers mostly sports cards, a little bit of other collectibles. So check out his channel and check that out, that episode out on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Uh, I also want to mention, everybody, um, the YouTube show, the YouTube channel, Hobby Hotline. I want to give these guys a shout out today, Drew, Mike, Eric, and John Newman, uh, and, and Uncle Rich Klein as well. I actually called into their show this morning and I uh, got on for a few minutes and had a nice chat, got to meet these guys, and um, that, was, that was a lot of fun. So I want to give them a shout out, and uh, we'll be doing some collaborations that came out of that as well, so that's pretty cool. And tonight, after this episode is finished, Carlos will be joining me yet again for the After Hours show, and we will just be sitting back and talking hobby, debriefing this episode a little bit. So be sure to check that out. As always, uh, you know, your comments and questions are in place, so feel free to post your comments, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, and myself, Chris, and our mystery guest coming on in a little while will attempt to address all of those uh, comments and questions that you may have. If you're new to the show, thank you very much for joining. Thank you to Chris Carlin and Upper Deck for bringing more viewers to the channel tonight. Uh, appreciate that very much. Do feel free to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. I'd greatly appreciate that. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, leave a comment if you'd like. Those things all seem to help uh, the YouTube algorithm, and I don't really know what that means, but uh, hey, people say it helps. So I greatly appreciate that. The Sports Cards Live channel, we just hit about 1,080 subscribers. So uh, thanks to everyone who's who subscribed already, who all the regular viewers really appreciate everybody. So without further ado, let's bring out tonight's guest from Upper Deck, Chris Carlin. Chris, welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Cards Live. Great to have you again. How are you doing? Great tonight, to be buddy? back, my friend. Uh, it's a uh... It's, it's, you know, in this weird age that we're in, it's just, you know, I, I miss seeing people like you, you know, because we always see each other at shows and, and things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, for the success you've had with this uh, with the show. Um, and I, 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 I love watching and I actually listen a lot more because I'll, I'll put it on while I'm doing things. But I always will toggle over. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great point that this person made or that person made. So. Your uh, your guests have all been fantastic, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to uh, to see this program go. 
Hey, man, thank you. It means a lot coming from you. I do, I do appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the guests have all been amazing so far. Um, yeah. You you were previously on early. I, I forget which episode number it was, but you came on with me uh, in, I believe it was May, uh, early June with Steve Menzi, who runs the Sports Card Expo out of Toronto. Yeah. And we had a sort of a, a discussion about what, what was going on during the, it was early stages of COVID still. And what was Upper Deck doing? What were the card shows doing to deal with this, to be able to sort of move forward? And, and you know, I want to say business as usual, even though it wasn't, but we had a great discussion. So thanks for being an early guest. And, uh, you know, here we are probably yeah. 40 or so episodes later, show still going strong. And uh, and here you yeah. are back again. So it, it's great to have you back. It, it's uh, it's sort of feels like a milestone to me to have you back again this time. So pretty, pretty cool, man. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, the reason why I invited I invited you back this time and, and we had this discussion probably close to a month ago when we arranged this. And I was thinking, you know, there's I love this hobby as much as, as anybody else does. Uh, I think that's pretty apparent. And, you know, the hobby, there's a, there are there are some negative uh, threads throughout the hobby. There always are. There always will be. And, you know, what I've noticed from following you on Twitter and the Upper Deck blog is that you guys at Upper Deck, you're always trying to do good. You're trying to help people. You're recognizing certain people. You're you're putting out commemorative cards. You're doing all sorts of various things that are, are just feel good things. And I guess I was just feeling like a, having a feel good episode and talking about some of these things that you guys are doing because I, I greatly respect it and I think it's wonderful. And, um, you know, a lot of times uh, Upper Deck can can be, you know, uh, some, some come under attack for certain things, whatever they may be. And I just wanted to show, you know, there, there are really good things going on uh, at Upper Deck and it's important for everybody to see those. So, and to be aware of them. So I thought what a great opportunity to come out and let's have one of these sort of positive type of discussions. So glad you were able to make it on. And uh, we do have, we do, you've sent me some, uh, some presentation or a presentation that we're going to share with, uh, with the viewers, which will be uh, really interesting. And um, so I'm excited for that. Our, our mystery guest is going to come on in about uh, an hour's time. There's a, a new initiative that you are launching in, in sort of a, and I don't know, I don't even know about it. So <laughs> no, I know it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. But there's so some sort of a little background. I told Jeremy, like, I want to bring someone on and I uh, hope that's okay. And uh, I don't want to tell you who it is. And so finally today I told Jeremy and uh, and I think you have a, a little bit of an idea of what's happening. But uh, I thought it would be uh, fun to surprise you a bit as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, this is going to be fun tonight. That, that's great. Uh, yeah. And I'm excited to bring him on. Uh, I'll, 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 a semi-spoiler. I'm excited to bring him on again. And uh, and but I'm excited for the the initiative that you're working on. You're collaborating with him. And that's pretty cool. You sent me a two pager. We're going to bring that up. I haven't even looked at it, but it's it's loaded up and ready to go. So when he comes out, we will we will bring that on. But before we get to that, we're going to go through your uh, the, the the presentation that you brought and uh, or you sent yeah, me. So just a little background before before we start is uh, yeah. I, I shared this at Upper Deck's annual certified diamond dealer conference uh, back in January. Uh, and that's just for shops, really, you know, shops and distributors. And I really thought, gosh, I, I, I wish I could share this with uh, collectors. And um, when we initially talked about uh, me coming back on, I thought, man, this is perfect to, to go through with, with your audience. And so we re this a bit, but um, I hope everyone uh, enjoys what we're about to go through and kind of kind of share and uh, it should be really fun. For sure. I'm actually just looking, you were episode, you were on episode number six with Steve Menzi back on May the 2nd. So that's, that's a while ago, June, July, August, September. 
we're four and a half months later and uh and, yeah, and I'm so Sports Card Live OG, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you helped launch this thing, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we do uh, bring up bring up the presentation on, onto the screen, I'm just going to welcome the viewers that we have with us right yeah. now. We always have great viewership, so I want to thank everybody for joining. Card Currency, Paul, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we're going to have a long night. We're going to do, uh, we're going to have this episode tonight with Chris and, and, uh, and the guest that's going to come out soon. And then afterwards, Carlos will join me for After Hours. Uh, Legion, welcome as always. Matt, welcome to the show. I'm betting you can do three hours talking about upper deck products. I probably could. I, I have enough products in my own collection that I could probably do that quite easily. Sam, good evening, my friend. Thank you for the heads up today on those cards. Unfortunately, I, ha I don't need those ones, but hey, keep me in mind. Dave Jones, welcome to the show. Richard, welcome to the show. Carlos has never heard of the guy. Sure you have, Carlos. Sure you have. Um, and Carlos will be joining me on After Hours and check out his YouTube channel by the same name because I'm Carlos and I will give another shout out actually because uh, tomorrow night, Carlos on his channel is bringing on my good friend, Amit Acharya for, a, uh, for one of Carlos's live shows. So be sure to check that out tomorrow night. Uh, Jeff McMahon, welcome to the show. Looking forward to having you, Dr. Exclusive. Welcome to the show. Bill, welcome. Brett Miles, haven't seen you for a while, my friend. Welcome back. Uh, Facebook user, good evening. I'll listen in full either tomorrow a.m. or p.m. Happy to hear that. Cruz Barker, welcome to the show. What about the rookie cards for the first Native American players? Interesting comment. We'll get to that perhaps. Josh Packham, can't wait to hear who the special guest is. You will see soon. Name, welcome to the show. We'll see you a little bit later perhaps. Rob Post, hey chat, welcome. Joe Parrott, welcome to the show as four hours easy. We've never gone quite four hours. We've come close though between the two episodes. Here's a question. Will Lafreniere be in Series 1 despite not playing a game in the NHL exemption? Yeah, I know the answer to that. Chris, you want to take that quickly? Uh, well, I, I, it's interesting. I can't say it publicly, per se, but um, I will say that Alexi Lafreniere is uh, a spokesman for Upper Deck. Uh, we've been talking with the NHL, the NHLPA for uh, a special exemption, and uh, and I, I think everyone will be very happy when they see likely card 201 but well we'll just go that's all i can share right now but likely it's it's probably going to be a, a fun series one i would i would take the day off of work right now if i if you don't need to start sniffling the week of just put in that paid time off request and have fun breaking up next series one because i can almost guarantee not just that certain someone, but there's going to be a, a lot of fun bells and whistles. The team has done uh, an incredible job. And I know everyone loves the Easter eggs and things like that. I'm looking at this year's series one and I'm just like, wow, I, I'm, I might need to open a case with my kids too. Like it's, it's that good. So um, the checklist and things like that will be disseminated like they normally are. Uh, but just, just get it and thank me later. I would say. There, there you go, guys. Chris, those were the least blurry lines I've ever had to read between uh, ever in my life. So I think we can all count on card number 201 being Alexis Lafreniere one way or another. I'll say I it more directly. I don't work for Upper Deck. I'll say it more directly, even though there you go. There you I don't go. know for sure, but I think I'm, I think we're pretty good on that. Okay, guys, and that'll be a really exciting product, no doubt. Yamwax, welcome as always. Rob Post, UD listens to their customers. They do. Terry Fortune, welcome to the show. Al, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Liquid Gibo 2, hello, hello. 
Oh boy, lot, lots of people in there. I usually go through everybody and just say hi to everybody, Chris. And I don't want to stop doing that. So let's keep going. Good evening to no, Jay. No, that's great. Welcome to you, uh, Jay, Jay. Love that guy. Jay's got an amazing uh, uh, mega patch collection from the Premier yeah. Collection. Paul Wagner, welcome to the show. Glad you could stay up as well. Mike Kohler, there he is. Welcome to the show. So we know it's a guy that both Jeremy and Chris know. Yeah, I wish it was Wayne Gretzky. No offense to who it is, but I mean, I think everyone can understand that. Chris, maybe we can we can work something on, on Gretzky yeah, in the we'll future. Yeah, we'll do that right? episode 70. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Maybe episode 99. How about episode 99? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. Okay, Chris West, welcome. Uh, Rob says, I bet I can assist in product knowledge. Awesome. Paul Cashman, good evening. Not sure how long we're going to last. Got to be up at four. Well, I know you'll be here as long as you can be. Uh, hello. Good evening. Looking. Thanks for doing this. Not sure who you are, but thank you for joining. Who gave this a thumbs down? Yeah, I'd like to know that too. Why would you give us a thumbs down already? But hey, an, a, several thumbs up will definitely counteract that. So appreciate Maybe I've got a nice girlfriend out there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate all the thumbs up, everybody. Uh, what do, who else we have? We have uh, Rob says, let's talk series one young guns. We just did Rome rant. Welcome to the show. Norman Marr. Welcome to the show. Hey, Norman. Liquid Gibo two says, shout out, please. There you had it. There you had it. What splendor and when is splendor and cup coming? Ha ha. Yep. They like to keep those things a uh, secret until the last minute, but we can count on cup coming out for sure. Series one release is always a holiday for sure. B. Kobler says, hello to Chris Carlin. Sup, Ben. Neil hey, Ely, ben. howdy to you. Michelle Barker, hello from Colo to Colorado. All right. Ernie Rondo, good evening to you. And Kobler, again, ex-girlfriend for sure. Okay. Thanks, everybody. for <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining. I can see we have lots of viewers tonight. That's always awesome. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel for Sports Cards Live, please do. I'd greatly appreciate it. Thumbs up, leave comments, all those wonderful things. All right, and Absolute is back in the house. Hey, all, Mike, happy Saturday. You're not too late. Welcome, as always, and you'll be proud. I just said thumbs up and comments and all those things that you usually do for me. So thanks again. All right, Chris. So when we were chatting before the episode, you mentioned a couple things to me. You mentioned, you know, there's the Upper Deck Random, random Acts of Kindness, which I've seen before. I've been recipient before. I see, I see people posting them on Twitter, on message boards, on Facebook, saying, hey, look what I got. Pretty awesome stuff. You also mentioned the wall of praise, which is something pretty neat as well. I just mentioned these because there are initiatives that you've worked, you've been working on for a long time. Um, they're they're positive. They're they're not, they they they're all about goodwill and they spread they spread positivity within the hobby, and that's what I'm all about. So, are you ready to dive into the presentation? Should I share my screen and you can take us through some of the yeah, stuff that you guys got? All right, so let's do that. So here we go, Chris. I'm going to let you take the lead. You let me know yeah. when you want me to switch to the next slide, and I'll do that, and I'll let you speak to everything here. Well, uh, fun fact about yours truly here. I don't, I don't know if a lot of collectors know this, but after I graduated college, I uh, found out, you know, Upper Deck was right in the city that I happened to be living, and I was like, holy crap, Upper Deck? And so who cares about what my major was? I'm like, I got to get a job there, right? So I, I, I go to get a job and uh, they, uh, they've got this photo uh, editor job. So I'm like, I know sports, no problem. And so the, we had a guy there named Brian, uh, uh, Brian and Maycomer, and he was amazing. Uh, but he would give you this test, you know, as an interview. And I considered myself a serious sports guy, but this test, like, I think I got like a 13%. Like it was so dang hard. 
So I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to be a photo editor for Upper Deck. So I, I, I took like the worst job at Upper Deck, like not not just above custodian. You know, it was like uh, the, my first thing was uh, there were some cards that uh, the athlete used the wrong pen on. So uh, they smeared on the back and it was me and, and two other guys cleaning the backs of them off very carefully, making sure we don't get inside or else we're, you know, the cards ruined. And uh, I kind of worked my way up from there. But um in school, I was kind of like the class clown. So I would, I, I enjoyed making people laugh and entertaining people. And so when I was getting my start at Upper Deck, I would spend my weekends driving up to LA and I would do uh, stand up comedy on the weekends. So I, uh, I performed at uh, the Laugh Factory and uh, a comedy store uh, shown here. And um, it was great. And it just got to be, you know, where I had to decide all right, do I want to do Upper Deck or do I want to try to be a comedian? And my passion was totally with, with Upper Deck. And, and Upper Deck saw what I was doing, you know, during the week and, and how, how much I loved it. And uh, it was great. So um, I moved on from <laughs> that role to customer service, uh, to sales, to managing customer service and sales. And then uh, when we had an opportunity uh, to open up a, a, a new distribution center in Las Vegas, uh, I was asked to help out there. So um, I helped uh, get that uh, get that set up and, and staffed up. And uh, it was a challenge. We, we lost some great people. We gained some great people. Um, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I was I guess I was about in my early 30s moving out to, to Las Vegas. So I didn't do comedy. So I, I figured I'd try something different. If you want to go to the next one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, I wasn't a magician. I wasn't a magician. But uh, uh, if you go to the next one, I definitely did. You know, I would, I would, I, I believe in working hard during the week and then having fun on on the weekend. So uh, I'll, I'll next slide is next just a little bit about some of the fun that uh, that I had. Um, I, ju I just want to say, whenever I see this this hotel, the Rio, it just makes me think of the World Series of Poker. So thanks for that. All right, yeah. next slide. Here we go for you. So, yeah, so they, there's a couple of fun things here that, you know, you would have random run-ins with Mike Tyson in Las Vegas, which was great. And uh, I used to love the Hard Rock, which shut down. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, Mendeley Bay has the House of Blues, and they used to do this thing called uh, Rockstar Karaoke. So you could get on stage with a band, which was so much fun. And and that one right there with with me dangling off the, uh, the edge of the stratosphere, um, that was uh, that I was there with with my girlfriend at the time, and it's this arm that takes you off the top, goes off the side, makes you go look pretty much down, and starts spinning you. Around. Pretty much the worst thing ever. So the girl <laughs> I was with at the time was like, she got to the front of the line, and they're strapping me in, and she's like, oh hell no. <laughs> I can't really blame her because I I went on it. It was terrible, but. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was one of those. Oh wow, this is uh, this is a different scene out here. So I enjoyed Vegas, but it was a, a lot of heat, you know, in the summertime. And uh, and I, I I miss my family back home. Uh, all my brothers live out here in California, and all, all my family's uh, out here. So uh, when an opportunity came up to go back to uh, California at Upper Deck uh, to become. Uh, the hobby marketing manager. They were looking for someone who knew the customers well. And I had worked for basically 10 years with collectors and hobby shops and our distributors. So 
it was kind of a no-brainer. So I, I moved back and, and did that so we can go to the next one. And when I moved back, it was one of those things where I, I had done the customer care management for a long time and done, done a bit of sales. And I really wanted to figure out this whole marketing thing. And I really wanted to just kick butt, you know, because because marketing is not my major, but I had I, been in the industry long enough. And quite frankly, you know, I, I think a lot of times marketing in this industry is, isn't as good as it, as it could be. So I, I wanted to, to try to see what I could do and I wanted to learn. Um, and I didn't really want to go back to school. So, so what I did was I, I started going to a lot of conferences. So if we go to the, the next uh, slide, um, I really just loved the idea of going to conferences where there were other big brands, where there's Pepsi and there's uh, Zappos and there's, uh, you know, uh, 3M and there's Coca-Cola and there's uh, Tesla, you know, all these, all these big brands. And, you know, people think of Upper Deck as a big brand, but grand scheme, you know, it, like Progressive has a, a billion dollar advertising budget. We don't, we don't have that. So I wanted to learn from these big brands and, and these, these marketing executives and, and uh, basically these, these big brains. I wanted to try to suck it dry a little bit and try to, try to learn from what they were doing and bring it to our industry uh, because I didn't think that, you know, it was, it was happening at that level yet. And so I did, and I, I really studied that. I read a lot of books from people I met uh, who were speakers and uh, followed up with them and, and, and just would, would use them almost as mentors. And, and it got to the point where some of the things that I put into place from learnings from them uh, allowed me to actually speak at some of these conferences, which was really cool. Um, but the, the biggest takeaway I got in, in all these learnings was, was just one central theme. If you go to the next slide, it's that it is just imperative that if you wanna make a difference as a brand, you have got to touch your customer's heart. And it's easy to say that, but it has to be authentic. It has to be genuine um, because customers can tell they're not idiots. So especially in this day and age where you can Google anything, you could find anything you want on Twitter or, or what have you. So there's, there's a quote that I, I love uh, at the bottom there, which is, uh, you know, uh, if you can, I believe it's if you can earn a, I can't see it that well on that one. So I'm opening this one. Sorry. Uh, if you can earn a place in your customer's heart, they'll gladly give you a larger share of, of their wallet. And, and I think I thought about that for myself. Like, am I that type of consumer? And, and absolutely, I am. I'm, I'm passionate. I only fly American Airlines because I've had so many great experiences. And I'm sure there's people who have not had great experiences, but I personally have. And and there's, uh, you know, I, I love Ruth Chris because I, I, I wrote a letter to Ruth Fertel when I was had my first filet mignon at her restaurant. I was like, where has this been all my life? You know, so she wrote me back and 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 I just had a lot of great experiences with that. And, and what there are out there is there are passion brands. Uh, Southwest Airlines is another one in the airline industry there where they're just a little different. They're thoughtful. Uh, they're kind. They're, they listen. Um, but not only do they listen, they incorporate that feedback that they get from consumers. And, and I, I knew Upper Deck. I, I always loved Upper Deck since I was a little kid. And I wanted Upper Deck to be a passion brand. And I, I, I think at the time we absolutely were, 
but I knew we could be better. And I saw what other what other companies were doing in other industries. And I just wanted to, to start doing things that would, would kind of get us to that next level. And it, it was tricky because I was, I was working in marketing. So I started putting these marketing things into effect with, with my boss, Jody Wasserman, and a great team that we have at Upper Deck as well. Um, and we'll talk about some of those later. But then we got to a point, I guess it was about two and a half years ago, where our president, Jason Mashara, uh, said to me, you know, I, I, I don't think our customer care is, is quite as good as it, as it could be. And, I, and we had a, a series of, you know, just kind of hiccups and issues. And, and uh, he asked me if I would take that back on as, as well, because I had done it previously and I was, I was very passionate about it. And I wanted to try some new things. I wanted uh, to do some things that would uh, ease restrictions for customers and, and uh, allow our reps to have a lot more power to help people the first time. So you don't always ask, do I have to, can I speak to a supervisor and, and just, you know, make it kind of crystal clear, clear what we can and can't do, no matter who you talk to at the company. So uh, we were able to do a lot of things. And uh, if you go to the next slide, it's, it's been pretty amazing to see what's happened over the last couple of years in particular, where, the overwhelming sentiment with consumers, and I, and I know we can't make a fan out of everyone. I'll, I'll try my damnedest, but um, the overwhelming sentiment over the last couple of years is that you know Upper Deck listens, Upper Deck cares, and it, and it's tricky. It's it's hard when you're a big brand on on Twitter and Instagram and and Facebook to respond to everyone or to, to like every tweet or uh, to retweet or, or or things along those lines. Um, it's even trickier to dive deeper down and try to understand who these customers are, what they like, what their passions are, uh, share that back with, with the brand, build products for them, build marketing programs for them. And it's just something that, that I felt and our company felt is something that we, we've just got to do. And so we, we made a, a few changes in staffing. We've, we've got some, a really good team in our customer care group right now. I couldn't be more, more proud of the, the team that we have and, and they're their passion to help and learn. And, and it's just nice when you talk to someone on the phone, you know, when they know it's Patrick Waugh, not Patrick Roy, you know, it's just, I think we've all had those experiences. So we've had a bit of a, a metamorphosis and I, I take a great amount of pride in the fact that if you go to the next slide, uh, that Upper Deck is the only trading card manufacturer with an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I, I mean, I know it's a, a, a little thing, but it's, it's big to me. It's important to me that that if someone has a complaint, that they get an answer, you know, and, and I think it's a, a bit of a travesty that that hasn't always happened uh, with Upper Deck and it hasn't all, it certainly doesn't happen with every manufacturer and certainly doesn't happen with a lot of industries. Um, it's a lot of work. And and I think it's it's something that that uh, is just really important. And what I try to instill with my staff, if you go to the next slide, is that um, you know, you want to just do that, that little bit extra. Um, I often talk about uh, service that is uh, remarkable, that makes people actually remark about how good it is. And I, I think it's really important that that my staff gets the, the understanding that, you know, the little extra effort, or if I research this a little longer, if I ask a few more people around the building, get the customer the right answer the first time, it, it makes a big difference. And then to try to instill that into every employee at Upper Deck has, has been really kind of cool too. Uh, because I, I think that, you know, 
everyone owns the customer experience. And um, it's it takes a while to kind of change a culture, but uh, under the leadership of our president, Jason Mosher, our owner, Vivian McWilliam, we, we've been able to to kind of change the paradigm about Upper Deck, which is, which is pretty amazing. Um, next slide, I wanna talk a little bit about a story. Uh, we we got this dog as a rescue about two years ago. My wife's like, we need a dog. I'm like, we do not need a dog. And and we got this dog, a Wheaton Terrier. And I I didn't like I didn't want to have anything to do with the dog in the beginning, but started taking him on walks and what have you. But of course, rescues they're not always easy. So this dog pees everywhere. Like you cannot. He's a nervous peer, you know? So you, you think you're making strides with him. You're like, hey, come on in bed. He comes in bed and just pees all over your bed. You're like, oh, Jesus, what, what's going on? Jeremy, we took out all the carpeting downstairs and had to put in hardwood floors to, <laughs> to, just because it was so bad. And we worked with trainers, what have you. And, and finally, I was taking him on a walk at my uh, uh, father-in-law's house uh, in uh, downtown San Diego, Coronado. And uh, I passed by a guy and he goes, hey, uh, is that a Wheaton? And I go, yeah. Uh, and he goes, we love Wheatons. We, we had one and uh, we think they're great. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> he had just peed in my father-in-law's entire living room area, which is carpeted. My wife wanted to, to <laughs> she was just done. And I, uh, I said to him, you wouldn't happen to be in the market for a Wheaton, would you? <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh my gosh, we, we love Wheatons, what have you. So I started talking to his wife and Long story short, we found him a good home, and what he really needed was just quiet. My my boys running around and friends coming over and uh, an active home. It just wasn't the best environment for him. So we had him on all these different meds to control his, you know, basically on Prozac to chill him out, you know, um, which was prescribed. And, and we went through this company, Chewy. And and uh, my wife was is very busy. You know, she's she's she has a full-time job, and we have the kids at home with COVID, and, and she's trying to tell Chewy that, hey, we need to cancel the prescription. And they're like, yeah, what went on? And she's like, I'm sorry, the, the dog's gone. We, we just, you know, we're, we're done. Please cancel it. I've got to go. I've got an important call. So two days later, we get a bouquet of flowers from Chewy saying, we're so sorry for your loss. And my wife's like, oh my God, no, he's not dead. That's not kind of loss. Yes, but, the, but the, the moral of the story is, how awesome is that, that, that Chewy would empower their reps to, you know, they're losing business. They're, they've lost our business for right now, but they're proving themselves as a passion brand. Because if I get another dog, probably not a rescue, you know for sure that I'm going back to Chewy because they were so thoughtful and kind and they had earned a place in my heart and our heart. So, you know, I, I, I wanted when I moved back from from Vegas to start doing these stories, and and one one we did, I, I I just started to immerse myself with. I I was already immersed in the the collector, uh, the, the message boards and things like that. I watch a lot more than I post, um, and I found out about a collector named Tyler Chatfield who had who had passed away, and it just really resonated with with folks, and there was just people were really bummed. And so I said, let's make a card for this guy. And I reached out to his widow after, you know, a few days. And, and she was like, wow, this would be really cool. So we created a trading card for him. And and that set the stage for other things that we would do. And if you go to the next slide, back to the, the dogs, um, I found out about this kid who lost his dog and and said, you know what, I don't, I don't, 
I'm not pop, and he wasn't very popular and he didn't get along with people and his dog was that one thing that would help him get through. And I thought, you know, there is a power in trading cards. You know, we, we don't give it enough credit for what ink and paper can do uh, and the power of that, that upper deck diamond on a trading card. And so we reached out to his family and we surprised him with much like Chewy did. This is before I knew about Chewy, but we surprised him with a, with a trading card of his, his dog that he lost, his best friend. And to be able to do that and to, to start doing uh, that type of feel good cause marketing, uh, you know, it wasn't something that we wanted to do uh, that, hey, we got to do this. This is going to go viral. It's going to be amazing. It was something that I learned and I, I just feel very passionate about. It's just do the right thing and let the brand go along for the ride. And and I I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the initiatives that we've been doing uh, that maybe collectors don't know about and and uh, and just create awareness about some of the other things that we could do because uh, as I'll get to, you know, it's not all great stuff out there. So um, just before the you do one, I just before yeah. you jump into that I, and hold, hold your thought there, I don't want you to forget where you were, but I just want to mention with respect to Tyler Chatfield, I remember that vividly. I have, oh, you do? I do. I, I do. I, I have two of the cards there behind me oh, in a seriously? binder right that's now. Cool. And had I known you'd oh, bring it up, awesome, I, I, I would have, I would have pulled one out to show it on, on the screen. Had I known that we were going to, we were going to speak about that, but that was, that was a touch, a touching uh, gesture that you did back then. It, it was, it was very, very emotional for the whole, for, anyone in the hobby that was familiar with Tyler, um, it even inspired, you know, you know, I'm involved with Hobby Insider, as, as you well know, the message boards, and it yeah. inspired uh, a section basically called um, remembering, uh, remembering collectors, sort of, or I forget yeah. the exact name of that, of that forum within the forum. And um, there's a few others that we've, we've lost, and uh, they've been sort of memorialized in there. And, and it was the Tyler Chatfield card that you did that really inspired that. And that's already going right. back close to that's probably seven or eight years ago now that that, yeah. that, 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 that I remember that we created. Actually, he died, I think, prior to that, but we created the special forum and then added him in uh, post-humanously post post yeah. uh, thereafter. But I just want to throw a couple comments on the board that came up before before they get to, uh, sure. they fall yeah, yeah. too far back. Rob says, Upper Deck is accessible and responds on social media. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Matt says, uh, sounds like Gary V saying you need to find a connection with your customers. And I, I think that, you know, I work in the cust and I work in, in a customer driven uh, industry as well. And uh, we're, we're marketing ourselves the same way. We call it, a, you mentioned passion brand. We're, we use the term cult yeah. brand. And uh, there, there's yeah. a, there's a, a big uh, conference that goes on in Banff, Alberta every year where the cult brands come in from all across the, all over the world. And um, we've always we've taken part in that in the last few years, and so I, I hear what you're saying, and I think I, I agree. I think it's very important. As I put up before, Joe says, never underestimate the power of kindness. I mean, I, I it's nice because you can be kind, and it can reap rewards as well. But it, you know, it's authentic. When it's authentic, it, it, when it's authentic, it's especially powerful. And I feel that from the the uh, the initiatives that I see you guys doing, and, and you in particular. Uh, Terry says, "I bought a large lot of common cards from Tyler just before he passed away. I drove and met him in Saskatoon. It's nice, you know. There's a, there's a direct memory yeah. of, of this fellow collector, and we all feel like you know we're all collectors in this hobby, and it's nice to know that." You know, it's, it's funny, before you go to the next comment, I, I love some of the weird things that Upper Deck has made over the years. Like I, what I loved about Richard McWilliam was 
he would he would dare us just to try things and and you know push the envelope and come up with a lot of the things were kind of wacky or ahead of their time or or just whoa I, I don't get this but what am, so I love like one of my pet you know projects that I, I I don't have like a PC per se but I love getting these old upper deck items you know that are just kind of quirky like the the Michael Jordan basketball phone or one of my favorites is the Illuminator um, it's this uh, they made them for football hockey basketball baseball but it's uh, it's a light that has uh, cards in it so one of the cards that I have in my Illuminator at my at the, in my office is Tyler so that's it's it's just it's nice that a trading card can can bring you back to to someone you you know you care about and uh it's funny because you know they, he may be gone but with with this small thing that we did he's not forgotten in our community for sure for for certain he isn't it's it's really wonderful you're talking about the the neat things that Bradex made and i've got this jacket hanging right here and and i i picked that up yeah. locally I've, I've talked about it before but i picked that up locally but I, you have that jacket and you still wear it. I see you wearing it at various card shows. Oh yeah. Very neat. Very yeah. neat. I, I think uh, it's crazy. Like who I, and it's funny cause I've had that jacket twice. I, <laughs> I, I got it uh, as a, as a gift in my twenties. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is the stupidest thing. Can they make a bigger logo on the back of this? No. And so I, I gave it away. I think I gave it a, to a thrift store. Cause I was like, this isn't cool. I'm not going to wear this. And now I'm like, that was cool. So I had to buy one on eBay and I was like, this is so retro vintage. What Upper Deck was all about is just look at how, look at this thing, you know? Yeah. So who has, has a Letterman jacket like that? So I, I, I think the world of some of the things that we've done over the years. Yeah. I love the jacket. I bought it locally from a guy who was a distributor for sports cards in, in, in Alberta. Uh, like in, in the early in, in the mid early mid 90s and he put these up on Kijiji and I picked up that one and he had another one from Pinnacle brand so I grabbed them because I, I I'm a guy that likes the history of the hobby not yeah, just yeah, art, totally. but things that are related to it so that jacket to me is, is a is a big winner for sure yeah um, I wanted to put up here uh Mike Mike absolute authentic says I may need to learn about hockey so I can buy upper deck cards great work I, I think that's awesome uh, name says very sad when Tyler passed away. He's a great mess member of the hobby insider boards, which is very true. Uh, Chris West wants to know if you have the Santa Claus Jersey card. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of our holiday cards. I just, uh, retweeted one on, uh, the upper deck, uh, Twitter today. So, um, they're out there. It's a, that's okay. a cool one. Cool. Uh, Scott wants to say thank, uh, late to the show, but I want to thank Chris for the uh, random acts of kindness from the first time he was on the show was blown away with the boxes oh, yeah. and the best part was the handwritten note proudly displayed here now. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, BM, uh, that's I think that's Bromf, says, some would say Upper Deck is still wacky with Goodwin. What other brand could you say, hey, I pulled a short print gorilla. P.S. Jeremy, I got the prize. <laughs> Thanks, man. So, Chris, uh, you had sent me a, a box of Goodwin, and we did a, when um, uh, when Tony was on with me, we opened it and gave away the yeah. prizes. And BM here, Bromf, he won that. So he's saying thank you very much. So awesome. Okay, man. Well, hey, I kind of jumped in there. We were talking. No, we we, the... we got to do that from time to time because I love how interactive this is. So, absolutely. Thank you. So, I'll bring back on the uh, the presentation, and we can go on to the uh, the next uh, the next slide if you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah. So, I think one of the problems is you can do these these goodwill things, but uh, with anything, I mean, if you look at the news today, what sells? What are what are they talking about? It's it's not good news. It's bad news, and no industry has been hit harder by 
by the effects of bad news. Um, you go to the next slide. I, I just showed a, show a couple things that are relative. These are just relatively recent, whether it be counterfeiters or trimming scandals or uh, it's it's very prevalent. And the media loves to pick up on these stories um, rather than, you know, us making a card for a kid who lost his best friend, you know, a dog. Um, and I'm not saying they should have. It's just it. I believe that that there are there is so much good to tell uh, rather than just these these few negative instances. But negative stories are not new to our industry by uh, uh, by a stretch at all. So if you go to the next slide, there used to be a publication called Trade Facts that all the the trading card companies would get, and it was just a two page fax that would go out twice a week. And uh, for us, if we weren't in there at least once, mentioned once, like. PR was like, oh God, we got to figure this out, you know? So it was always like, how do we get in trade facts? What's our hook going to be this week? Um, but you could see there were stories, you know, way back then about uh, about negatives and, and just uh, people that were um, taking advantage of others. And and it still happens today, you know? But um, I, I got to tell you, Jeremy, I, I've now worked in this industry for 22 years. And quite frankly, I will be damned if... I'm going to be lumped in to uh, the same the, being in the same industry as cheats and thieves and counterfeiters. That's that's not who I am. I mean, that's not who my, you know, my company is and, and who all, a lot of our collectors are. It's it's how do we represent ourselves in the best way possible and our industry in the best way possible um, when we know there are going to be so many negative stories. So. Um, you can bet your butt that Upper Deck's going to continue to press the envelope and try to make the, the best products possible. And if we have redemptions, get them out as quick as possible. And if there's an issue, we're going to try to help you with that. But a lot of, of my free time I spend on how do we engage others or, or how do we, uh, you know, help someone? And and uh, and I want to I want to just go through a bit of that. So uh, our, our, our president shared this quote, and I wanted to just share it with everyone that you know, we're in a position of privilege working in sports. Um, so let's start telling some good stories and, and working to improve lives. Uh, we can control the narrative of what our industry can be and, and what it will be. And I, I, I believe that very, very strongly that, that you know, it, it's, it's up to us, you know, the manufacturer uh, to do a great job with, with our product. I mean, if we make a, a great product, you know, there's no big issues, but there's a sense of responsibility. This, I believe, I, I, I carry this this sense of responsibility that that we need to do more, we can do more, and we should do more uh, to portray this industry in the best way possible. And I just want to run through just some fun things that we've done that people might not be aware of. So you know, you look at at the All Star. Most All Star activations used to be, all right, we're going to do a promo pack and we're going to have rapper redemptions and uh, people can come by and get their photo op, what have you. But I wanted to try to start doing some things where uh, we're, we're improving lives. So the all-star game in San Jose, we had two Make-A-Wish kids who we had created uh, Young Guns cards for. Uh, we had them do an autograph signing. We had um, uh, military heroes uh, uh, with uh, uh, through the NHLPA who they brought in, and we gave them their own Genuine Heroes card. We had uh, a kid reporter that I took around and, uh, he just had the time of his life, you know, meeting all the different athletes, what have you. And then if you look at uh, this year's All-Star, the next slide, um, 
it was it was a lot more of the same. You know, we found I reached out to Layla Anderson and we brought her in and gave her a heroic inspirations card on top of everything else that we were doing. Uh, we brought the veterans back and uh, it, it was it was pretty powerful this time with with the veterans um, because they uh, one of one of the families there, the hero that they were representing was was killed in action. And so it was just the the wife and their son. And it was really, really powerful to be able to pull the curtain back on on their card and and uh, and give the wife a big hug and, and just let them know how much we appreciate that sacrifice. And again, you create a trading card and uh, you'd be uh, amazed at the power that it can have for for people who, um, you know, it, it relates to um, on to the next one. Uh one of my favorite ones, we talked a little bit about the Upper Deck Random Acts of Kindness, but I really challenge our team to try to get as creative as possible on Valentine's Day. I, I think that's our opportunity to really show love uh, to our fan base. And uh, again, Upper Deck Random Acts of Kindness, what it really is, is just trying to find good stewards for the hobby out there, uh, people doing good and, and just saying, hey, we see you, you know. Um, we try to make those little care packages, you know, catered to what they like. And it takes a little time to do this. You know, people have, I know there's, there's some people who've, who've kind of made fun that, uh, that Upper Deck does this to try to brainwash people. But if you read the letter that we send with it, if you see what is sent, if you see what that person did, and the fact that we took the time to find out what was happening and, and recognize that in some way and, and find their address without them knowing, uh, I think it's pretty darn amazing. One of my favorites this year in the next slide uh, is a reporter who happens to be a collector named Brad Galley. Uh, and he's a huge Red Wings guy. Do you know him, Jeremy? I'm not, I, do, I don't know him, but I just want to say, I just want to jump in and say one thing quick is that yeah. when sometimes you, you've come to me for addresses of collectors yeah. and, uh, and I've, if, if so, sometimes people will get a, a message from me saying, Hey, I need your address. And I don't tell them what or why. Yeah. And they kind of, I guess I'm trusted enough that they send it to me and I just hope that they, they get it eventually. But well, my I, whole thinking behind Upper Deck Random Acts of Kindness, we started for our 25th anniversary. We're, we're well past that because we've just kept it going. It's been so popular is that I saw that people were so excited about a mail day. You know, I got, I bought this on eBay and I finally got it or a redemption card and I finally got it. But what would happen if a collector got something that they didn't expect from a company that's supposed to be so big and uh, it's something that they like and that the time that they took to, to find that and we see that reaction like it's so fun when you see someone say like holy garbanzo beans that liquid just arrived at my door because we put a little label on the outside and and then there's all the fun of oh what'd you get let's open it you know and it, it creates that excitement i mean this hobby is supposed to be fun as well right so uh doing this not only recognizes those customers but it also creates a lot of excitement. Uh, Brad's was really fun because he had sent me this picture of him with the Red Wings a while ago and thought I forgot about it. But I made him a, a young gun. I wanted to call it an old gun, uh, uh -huh. but I made him a young gun card and uh, we made him as a poster. And he opened it in front of his son and uh, and he goes, he said this on, on the air. He goes, uh, he, his son saw the, the poster and goes, that's you, daddy? And he's like, yeah. And then his son went to grab the, his, his his hockey sticks and started playing 
And uh, Brad goes, what are you doing, honey? And he goes, uh, I want to be like you, daddy. And so Brad just starts crying and he's like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. So again, it, it kind of shows you the power of, of uh, you know, kindness and, and just recognizing your customers, you know, whoever they may be. Um, and then if you go to the next one, there's just so many of these fun stories. If, if you ever are bored and are on Twitter, just type in the hashtag UDRAC. And uh, it's so fun to see, again, people's reactions to these and um, how it's kind of changed the, the sentiment where uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook comments can be overwhelmingly negative a lot of the time. And so to, to try to interject a, a little fun and a, a little bit of uh, appreciation for your customers, I think is, is really important. So um, on to that next one with regard to Upper Deck Random Acts of Kindness and, and the collector talked about it. For me, you know, you look at the swag that we sent out. The most important thing here is the handwritten note and the fact that we work with our reps and, and I, I write probably two or three of these a week myself. My handwriting is getting so much better. Uh, right. is, is that you just take a little time and not send a, a dang form letter. You, you just pour your heart out a little bit and, and thank the customer for for all their support because last time I checked, you know, PAX cards aren't that cheap and cases are, are a bit more expensive as well. So uh, I think it's really important to, to take the time to say thank you. And it, it, when we started this, there was this fear, like you can't thank everyone. And uh, I kind of said, you know, let's just start with one and let's just see where it goes. And it, we've been running this long enough. I, I, a lot of your audience has received these. And um, I think it's important that, you know, it, it can seem daunting to, to start a project this big in scope, but just start with one and, and start making it happen and and uh, start making a difference. Uh, and then one last one with uh, the UD racks is one of these, you know, it's, it's great to be able to honor, you know, soldiers by, you know, sending them stuff overseas. And, and one of these is my favorite. It's uh, this year celebrates five years from uh, when I got this, this upper deck random acts of kindness. I mean, can you believe that? You know, collectors, I always say collectors have very long memories. Like yeah. if you upset a customer, they're going to remember it for a long time. So it's nice that, you know, these these goodwill stories can have that same uh, resonating effect with with customers as well and collectors in particular. Agreed. Um, and then I just want to talk about some of the other a few other little promotions that we've done. Uh, I love this one on Father's Day where we put the the father in the back of the, the classic Young Guns card. Uh, the father to the right um, actually passed away uh, about two weeks prior to this uh, happening in, uh, in a, I believe it was a car accident. And uh, the, the wife really appreciated the fact that, you know, and, and it was interesting, the picture that she had, she wasn't, you know, the, the, it wasn't gonna really work, uh, but our pre-press team is so amazing. Our graphic designers, they were able to position one of the, the kids. Uh, and he said, when he saw the card, he goes, look, mom, I'm on daddy's lap, you know? And it was just really powerful. And, and she's been amazing. If you follow uh, Carrie Midgley on uh, Twitter, uh, she does a lot of, she now incorporates trading cards in her at-home lessons with her, with her kids. And uh, I, I think the world of her and all that she's gone through. So, um, and then, you know, I think a, a lot of your audience has seen at Draft, how interactive we try to be. We have a lot of assets we need to get a draft, um, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, photo shoots, uh, autographs, uh, getting uh, athletes in different uh, jerseys. But 
uh, I always challenge our team and I, I'm doing it myself is trying to look at collectors, you know, year long and, and find out who are those good ambassadors. And it is so fun when you can take a guy who just got drafted and just get a quick video shout out for, yeah. for them, you know, and they're like, what and a lot of it's it's so funny because i'll be posting it like as i'm going to bed you know that night after the longest day ever um and they'll see it in the morning and they'll be like there'll be like all these retweets and it's it's like such a fun way for for those fans to wake up so again it's one of those little things that upper deck does that i think is really important to 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 show how much we we kind of appreciate our, our fans and uh that little extra effort um next one's uh just a couple fun ones from the national and gen con uh, this youngster came by our, our, uh, our booth, but earlier in the day, he met our supervisor in, uh, in the lobby, in the gift shop and our supervisor for customer care, Jeff was getting a water and, uh, the kids saw you in an upper deck shirt on. He's like, wow, you work for upper deck. It's amazing. And he, he was going to the show and he's like, yeah, come by. And we hooked him up with promos and things like that. Well, later his mom, uh, there told us that he was at, uh, uh, Parkland. Uh, where there was the the shooting, he wasn't at that high school, but it was in uh, in the that community, and it was uh, she's like it, it really was had a big effect on him, and and he finds comfort in in collecting trading cards, and I think that's like you think about grand scheme stuff, like oh my god, yeah, like why wouldn't we hook this kid up with with some promos and things like that? And then another one that was interesting is I I went from the national to Gen Con uh, last year. And uh, there was a, a collector who had a fire in their uh, in their their uh, uh, hotel. And trading cards and fire do not go well together. But even worse, they don't go well with the uh, sprinkler system that goes off. So he lost all his cool upper deck uh, entertainment promo cards. And uh, we brought him back and, and were able to to hook him up with uh, with a new set there. Um, and that was great. Uh, the next one is is our heroic inspirations program and. Uh, the one that really started Heroic Inspirations off was a kid named Jack Hoffman, who uh, has pediatric brain cancer at the time. And uh, he, uh, the Nebraska football team knew he was a huge fan. They invited him to the spring game in, in Nebraska for a spring game. That's 70,000 people. Like, it's a big deal. And so one of the last plays, they had him come in and run a 70, I think it was a 77-yard touchdown back. And if you watch it, it's like you're full waterworks, right? So I, uh, I personally just hadn't talked to them in a while. We, we've since done a lot with Heroic Inspirations and just identifying people that wouldn't normally have a trading card to give them something like that. But I, I went out there last summer and uh, they were like, hey, we're having a 5K. And I was like, I just want to see how he's doing and, and, uh, and uh, see what's going on. And their 5K is so cool because the whole Nebraska football team uh, comes out and cheers you on at different points throughout the race. And uh, when you get to the finish line, they're there kind of cheering you on too. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't really train that well for it. So if you go to the next slide, you can see I almost had uh, uh, cardiac arrest, and I knew <laughs> I knew I knew where I needed to be at the end, end of that race, right? Um, but no, I, I was okay. Uh, but it was uh, it was touch and go there for a couple minutes. But uh, if you go to the the next one, we had uh, we've now you know for for me, I had him sign. Uh, uh, a, a blow up of that. And we added that at our corporate headquarters. We have what we call a wall of inspiration. And it's all these mostly kids, but uh, people who are very deserving of having a trading card who are involved in sports, um, but just would never make their way to the pros otherwise. So uh, those stories to me are, are probably some of my favorites. 
And, you know, as a, as a father, I think, you know, if I could share any cards with my kids, it's not that autograph patch one of one it's it's these cards and being able to tell them the story about you know this young kid had pediatric brain cancer and he's still fighting it every day and he's 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 growing up and he's doing okay now and he ran this touchdown back and uh you know there's so many of those types of stories that we've been a part of adam kingsmill out of vancouver who uh is a one-legged goalie uh, we had uh Gosh, just, there's just tons. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to be able to do that type of, of give back. And, um, oh, yeah, we just did, uh, if you go to the next one, we just did Layla Anderson. Uh, we gave her hers in St. Louis. And uh, Sydney Wood, do, having her family out at uh, the last Fall Expo was incredible. Uh, she tragically passed and was, wow. a, was, a, was a big athlete in that community. And her parents were, were so thankful for for that recognition. And, uh, you know, when, when you lose a child, like I can't even imagine, it's like one of those things where you want to be able to have some type of keepsake in some way to remember them much like the Tyler Chadfield card. So, uh, this program has been a really nice way to, uh, do some community engagement and, uh, some great cause marketing. And what's been amazing is that a lot of times they'll use these for philanthropic efforts. The Jack Hoffman card raised over a hundred thousand dollars for pediatric brain cancer, oh, which is crazy. It's it's a trading card that's just ink on paper, but it's one of those things that you know if they do have that viral aspect, if they do get picked up, then it can really do a lot of good outside of just you know making the family feel good. So um, that's been really fun to see. The the Sydney Wood, uh, I, you you did a, almost a presentation at the expo. I, I you know my 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 booth at Expo is like right across from, from the upper deck booth. So I hear everything that's going on and I can pretty much see it as well. And I remember that going on and I wasn't really sure what was happening. Uh, I didn't know what, what was going on beforehand. So I kind of left my booth and I walked over and that was so emotional. Uh, I know I, I mean, I'm not just saying this, I shed a tear because, you know, as a, as a newish father myself, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's just hard to fathom. And, uh, and I could see the emotion in, in her parents' faces from, from afar. And, uh, my, my heart went out to them and without you doing this, you know, that, that I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't, and, and all the other, uh, attendees of the expo that, that were in the area wouldn't have been able to, to just feel that for them. And there's something special about that. So that, that was awesome. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then just a couple other, just little ones, you know, it, it, we had uh, uh, a youngster, I, I've really challenged our customer care team that, you know, if you get a piece of fan mail, like let's really dig into that fan mail. And, and this youngster wrote us a letter about a trading card concept called Mirror Mirror that he had. And, and we really liked it. And we reached out to him and his family and uh, we actually put it into MVP this year. So awesome. um we brought him over to uh, the upper deck booth and he met with Billy to talk about it. And uh, for him to finally see that in a pack this year is, is pretty amazing. So uh, I love that one. That's uh, awesome. Speaking of Billy uh, and MVP, he, he makes the comment. He says, tell Chris, there's a case of 2021 MVP cards by his office for another great program. He does cards for kids. So uh, do you want to speak to that at all before we move on to the next slide or should we keep going? I did get that. I, I just sent uh, a big box out to, I think it was yellow knife. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's a lot of different youth hockey teams and organizations and uh, they love trading cards. So we do a lot of every product um, that comes out, we open it. We want to get a feel for it. We want to QC it ourselves. 
Um, and that's that's done throughout the entire pack-out process. A lot of times people ask us, how do you have these cool insert cards? Those should be in packs. Well, they are. Uh, we, we allocate funds to buy them, you know, and, and to, to make sure our products are going well. Um, and so the inserts we use for quality assurance or redemption replacements, things along those lines. But um, the base cards are all fantastic, too, for, you know, for, for youngsters. So uh, sure. we do a lot with regard to, to giving back there. So um, yeah. another fun one that we had last year was uh, Next uh, slide. A young, yeah, a youngster out of B.C. who he loved Tim Hortons, the Tim Hortons set, but he, he couldn't collect them all because some were so rare. So he just started. He just started making his own versions of the cards that he couldn't get, and then he was trading with people for the real cards. You know, people were like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And so we love this kid. So we, we were like, "You know what? We want to bring you out to the the uh, Vancouver show," and we we brought him out and we had him uh, to make uh, make cards for for other kids because I'm I'm just like. You have these moments where uh, clearly a kid has passion for the hobby, and, and clearly they've they've got talent as well. Uh, so to be able to to do something like that, to foster that, or and other kids who hear the story, to let them know that wow, I could work in trading. I I didn't know I could work in trading cards when I was a kid. Holy, that was that would have been amazing had I known. I would have I would have just focused all the way on you know how do I work for a trading card company? Is there a major for that? And uh, so to be able to show this a little bit and, and to embrace the, the youngsters who are so passionate about the hobby is, is really fun. Um, the next one was a similar one. We, we saw a letter from a kid who uh, around the holidays who was asking for a new dad. Um, and it's like, oh, my God, that, that is just rough. So we, we sent uh, a, a random act of kindness to, to where he and his mother were located. And um, then we get into COVID. If you go to the next one, one of ones I liked that this poor five-year-old kid, he had his birthday canceled because of COVID. So and he, his dad sent me his, his birthday wish list. And number one is allure hockey. Like, how does he know about allure? <laughs> so I was like, listen, because this, the father wasn't trying to shake me down for stuff. He was like, I just need to know where I could get some in COVID. I, I don't know. I, I need to help my son. I'm like, stop, stop. We got, we got this. Yeah. And uh, for him to get that, you know, he was just going crazy. So um, that was a fun one that I, I loved. And, and then, you know, as, as we're all part of one big community and, and when one member hurts, you know, we all kind of hurt. So uh, John at sports card nation, I, I, I heard about the, the loss of his dog Mocha and we actually make dog trading cards because of, of Goodwin champions and some of the things we've done on EPAC. So, I asked our team, can we make something for him for this? And uh, I was able to, to, the picture that he showed was high res enough that we were able to make this, this poster of, uh, of John and his dog. And uh, I just thought that was so, so fun to be able to, to help him through the pain of this loss. Um, and maybe, maybe Chewy sent him something too. I don't know, but to, to be able to do it with, with a trading card and use the power of our brand to help, help with that that healing process uh meant so much so uh, to him and and we just love the feedback that we got from him so and again it's just from our entire organization we're just trying to create a perception of just thoughtful and caring and it, it, again it's got to be authentic and it's got to be you know where you're not just doing it to make a headline where you're doing it because it's the right thing to do yeah it it, it it's coming through uh chris through this presentation through these slides i mean it, it it's quite it 
It's awesome, man. Um, speaking of John from Sports Card Nation, it's ironic because I, I really just met John today, totally by coincidence. And uh, I met yeah. him because I said earlier in the show, I I, I, I called in to their, uh, their, their live YouTube show, Hobby Hotline. And uh, John wasn't on at the time, but he sent me a message after saying, thanks for coming on. And we, so we've been, we chatted throughout the day today. And, uh, and then he, he, he said, he knew that you were coming on the show and he said, oh, Chris is a great guy. And I swear half an hour before the, before the show, he texted me that picture saying, Check yeah. this, this is what Chris did for me. And then when I, when I saw the, the deck that you sent me, I said, Hey, by the way, you're going to make an appearance on the show tonight. You're slide 34 or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. that was, that was just, that was kind of a neat coincidence. Ready for yeah. the next slide? And then I mean, this, this last one is just, you know, being present and what's happening today. Um, looking for people who are making a difference in COVID. And um, I just got these prints in this, this last week. I'm going to be sending them out to the people we identified. Um, we had some issues finally getting these done and completed, but it's just great to be able to, to thank some of those first line responders and upper decks, the company that actually has makes cards of genuine heroes anyway. So it wasn't hard for us to pivot and, and do it from a COVID-19 perspective. And, and shine a light on the great stories that 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 these folks have, and and Mary here, uh, Marie is 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 pretty cool because she's a collector herself, but she's also a nurse and, and making a difference out there. And a lot of the the people that we selected have hobby ties, so um, I think that was really cool. So I just want to end on just a couple things here with regard to this is that you know Upper Deck's going to continue trying to do these innovative. We want to be innovative with our products, but we also want to be innovative with our, our customer engagement. And uh, if you go to that next slide, it's it's just if if you all could help from a collector's standpoint to to share this good news, you know, share these fun stories or share these meaningful stories or special stories, um, because I, I believe it has a huge uh, effect on the the paradigm, the way people think about uh, this industry. Uh, do they want to think about it as counterfeiters and card trimmers, or do they want to think about it as all this group of good people that are trying to make a difference, improve lives, and and just make things better? And if you look, I mean, the the business applications for doing good, I mean, it's it's the it's unprecedented. If, if you go to the next slide, there's some stats on this. It's that customers feel better purchasing from companies that that aren't charitable. And I know I I I sure as heck am. You know if 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 I know I'm, I'm spending money with a company, but it's all, you know, just a bunch of, you know, people that are spending it on gambling and women. And, you know, I, I, I suppose that's fine and fun, but I, I want to be one of those companies that's, that's giving back and being thoughtful and, and uh, everyone from our, from our owner down to, uh, you know, our, our security guard, we're, 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 our paradigm is, is how do we help rather than, how much money can we make off someone, if that makes sense? So. It, it does. And I'd expand on that just a little bit by saying that not only do the consumers have that sort of uh, response, but the employees do too. You know, if, if you work for a company that you feel is a good uh, member of society, uh, I think you're going to work harder for that company. I think you're going to feel better about it. You're going to feel better about the brand that you're re representing or, or the product, the service, the whatever it is. Um, it goes further than just the consumers. And I speak from with firsthand knowledge about the company I work for. And we, we do that too. A lot of similar sort of things, uh, handwritten notes, uh, you know, giving to charity and, and being authentic about it. And that makes me as an employee feel that much better about the company I work for. So I just wanted to add that. I Absolutely. thought that was, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was sharing, I forget when it was, I was sharing something that we did. Um, and I had an employee coming over to me afterwards and give me a hug and, and shared that my, someone that they loved went through the same thing that the person we were honoring did. And, and it's, you, you don't think everyone you meet is fighting a battle, you know, nothing about. And, and it's just, if you can make your company change the culture a little bit where it's, you know, being more thoughtful, being more caring and being more, uh, how can I help you rather than what can I get from you? Yeah. Uh, I think it goes a long way. Yeah. One more slide. Do you want me to bring that one up and then we can uh, address some of the comments that have been coming? Yeah, let's just do my, my shameless plug real quick. Uh, one of my, my favorite things that's happened out of, out of COVID, which there haven't been a ton, except for the industry is doing incredibly well. I, I don't understand how that's happened, but it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, is uh, Trivia Tuesdays. One fun thing that the NHL has allowed us to do uh, and I hosted and we'll be doing it this Tuesday on, on uh, the NHL's everyday NHL Instagram account. So if you haven't tuned into that before, definitely do. It's a lot of fun. It's a it's a, we do some giveaways and it's a great way for us to preview new products on on their platform. So uh, we're very blessed to have a partner in the NHL and NHLPA that that allow us to come on and do a takeover, uh, basically, of, of some of their pages from time to time. Uh, and share some of the fun that we do. And, and we have fun guests on there. I had Phil, uh, the Keeper of the Cup on. We had Bailey and Layla Anderson. Um, and uh, sometimes it's just me, but it's always fun to engage fans and, and do some trivia and, and some giveaways too. Great. Very cool. All right, guys, take note of that. Every Tuesday on the, I think you said the NHL's Instagram account? It's the third Tuesday of every month. Everyday NHL. Third Tuesday of every month. All right. Very cool. Okay, let's, uh, okay, so thanks for that, Chris. That was awesome. Let's get to some comments here and then we will bring on our, uh, our additional guest, if that's okay. Perfect. Yes. But I do want to go some of the, through some of these things first. I thought this comment, and we're already, we're like 30 minutes behind the comments, but some of them are okay. still uh, relevant. This one I thought was awesome from Neil. He says, you guys are giving me some great reminders of how I need to run my business. And, you know, I agree with that. Customer service goes a long, long way. Uh, Terry wants to say that he loves that you came up to the Summit Show, which is in Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. So I thought was that, that was appreciated. This comment, I think this is Rich Klein, says, or as I wrote in my last column, thank you for complaining. If we as a hobby respond on a positive level towards these complaints, then what Chris wants to do will let us as a hobby, as hobby spokespeople, control the narrative. In, yeah, interesting angle, right? Because yeah. we're not going to stop the complaining, but... If we respond to it properly, then we can we can get there as well, like you were saying earlier, I believe. Um, what else do we have here? Well, Jason says, Upper Deck sponsored a spot in the Gretzky Hockey School stop in Calgary last summer, yeah. 2019. Had a blast. Thanks to Upper Deck for doing that. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Very nice, Jason. He says, P.S. Ty Gretzky is a great kid, kid to me anyway. He was all over the place working his tail off. Not a card story, but thought I should mention another great thing Upper Deck does. Very nice, uh, Jay, for you to mention that. Uh, Terry says, I love the personal touch of the handwritten letters. Yeah, I, I, I think they're awesome as well. Um, couple of uh, triple play. Welcome to the show. What's up to you? Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Bromf says, it's good to see how Upper Deck values the regular Joes. Unlike another brand whose name is <laughs> wants to, okay. I don't want to talk about any other brands here. Uh, Steve says, thanks for sharing, Chris. Your authenticity comes through in all of this, great to know you have found your place at Upper Deck and that they benefit from your spirit and energy. I think that's true. Steve Menzi is the operator of the Sports Card Expo in Toronto. So if you've never been there, make sure you come there. 
Uh, next time it's it's in person. And uh, Steve has mentioned that there will likely be a another virtual expo coming, hopefully before the year is up. So everybody keep uh, your eyes open for that. Costa, uh, welcome to the show. Want to say hello to you. And we spoke to your other one. Uh, I think this is Rich again. Says, as I've said many times, Chris and Upper Deck are a shining example of how a large company can feel like a small one. They genuinely care about people. It's not just about dollar signs. They lead the way in customer service and sec and second place. Wonderful. Thank you for that comment. A million thank yous is not enough. Awesome. Um, here we go. Billy says, thanks. And this is Billy Celio, everybody. Billy, Billy is a product manager at Upper Deck. So let's just keep that in mind. He says, thanks a lot, Chris, for raising the bar on the show. I better not have to create a slideshow if I come back on. I got product to build. So Billy has been a guest on the show. We'll have him back again. And uh, Billy, no, not necessary to build a PowerPoint show for when you come back on. Brett but says, but, but, you, but, you, but you can if you want, Billy. Uh, Brett says, I remember the heroic inspiration card created for Brady uh, Kale, who set up at shows four to five years back and all his earnings yeah. to charity on behalf of his best friend who's battling cancer. Very powerful. No doubt about it. Um, this would be John Newman, Sports Card Nation podcast. As Chris and Upper Deck lead the way in customer service, they genuinely care about people. What they continually do is beautiful and a shining example of what a company can be. Got to agree with that. Got to agree with that for sure. Steve says again, uh, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Love that. If only we could all apply that to everyday life. It's like, just, you know, be kind to each other, as Ellen says, that kind of thing, right? Uh, you never know what people are going through. And it's sometimes it's hard to keep that in mind. And I think we, we all as humans are challenged to always remember that. And all we can do is the best we can to keep that in mind. And, um, and then, you know, you're doing something. Chris, you have anything to jump in on there? No, it's, it's huh? really kind. Everyone's everyone's comments there. So yeah, okay, again, yeah. it's just uh, it's something that we want to uh, keep doing. And and again, any any amplification our our fans and uh, hobbyists can can do to again portray our industry in the best light possible. Because again, I, I don't want to be tied to the negatives of our industry. I I want to lead the charge for what good we can do in this industry. For sure, for sure. Uh, Legion says, I can't wait for the next virtual expo. Us lower 48ers appreciate the access. Yes, there's no cost in Florida right now, for sure. Rob says, can't wait for the Na Chicago National 21. Maddox and I missed the party and promo packs. I can't wait for that either, uh, Rob, for sure. Uh, B. Kobler says, Carlin, has Pete and Kabili asked for his Twitter handle back yet? Uh, yeah, so I, I was an early adopter to Twitter and, uh, and I had, uh, I was like, Peter Cavilia was my favorite baseball player growing up. And so I was like, I'll be Peter Cavilia, you know? Um, and I, one of my favorite collectibles that someone gave me, they met Pete and uh, at an autograph signing and he uh, inscribed something to me. He goes, Hey Chris, nice Twitter handle, Peter Cavilia. <laughs> and, uh, and he, uh, I guess he doesn't want, I would give it to him in a second. Uh, Cause I, I, I always thought he was just such a fun character. Uh, but he, he, I, I don't think he's super tech, super tech guy. So, <laughs> so I'm, you can I'm keep. keeping stewardship for it for him right now. And if, if anyone awesome. ever thinks I'm Peter Cavillia, I'm quick to tell them I'm not. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, a couple more comments, and then we're gonna we can move along. Um, uh, hey, Chris, thanks for all you do. I'm not sure who that is, but I uh, wanted to put it up there. Yam says, I'm super impressed with the exquisite RPAs in hockey and glad it can be chased in a reasonable product. Hockey is so much more accessible. And uh, there you, know, you go. That's a, I want to just talk about that really quick because because sure. Upper Deck had the opportunity to do Exquisite as a standalone product for for hockey, and it would have been an easy cash grab, you know. 
so for our product development team to say, hey, we know what people have already have invested in the cup and that's going to be our, our highest end offering right now. And Exquisite is a brand that has a lot of equity, um, but we can make our other products stronger. Like Ice is, is a fun break with some of the Exquisite content in there. Um, and it, it's it's a set within a set. So those overlay programs that Grant Sandground and, and Billy and Tony and Paul Zickler and, and Josh Sussman, a lot of our team come up with are, are really great. And again, I, I just, I, I have such respect for that group for, for doing the right thing for the hobby on, on something like that, rather than just trying to milk every dollar you can out of, out of collectors. It's, it's doing the responsible thing sometimes. Right on, right on. Uh, Kobler says that's a classic Carlin story being about the Twitter handle. And then uh, John from Sports Card Nation says, I could say a thanks a million times and it wouldn't be enough. What you did for my family during a difficult time was absolutely incredible. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but good evening to you as well. And uh, Mike says, hit the thumbs up to like this video and click the subscribe button. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Mike, also known as Absolute Authentics, is a... Is a uh, a loyal watcher and always reminds me, I don't remind the viewers enough, I guess, to hit thumbs up, subscribe and all those things that, that YouTubers tend to do. So I appreciate that, Mike. And if anyone doesn't mind uh, subscribing and hitting the thumbs up button, leaving a comment, that's all wonderful. Thank you very much. Yam wants to say, love that. Thanks, Upper Deck. So that's about the exquisite. So that's uh, pretty cool. Okay. We do have uh, another guest in the back room. Oh, that's the mayor. That'd be Rich Barone in the house. Ah, Rich there Bar he is. Time, Welcome Richie. to the show, my brother. Okay. So are we ready to bring out our, our next guest, uh, Chris, to join us? Yeah. So just to, to set the stage a little bit, um, I, I met this person at the Summit Show, and uh, they were offered uh, a space, I believe, just to kind of show off his collection. And I was really kind of blown away by by his collection because it wasn't uh, so often you know you go by someone's showcase and you're like holy cow they've got one of one this or cut signature that or or quad autograph this but his his setup was different and i i was so impressed i i actually took video of him there and had him talk about his collection because i wanted to take it back and share it with our product development team because you know not everyone could be at every show but wanted to take him him a piece of him back and and we we haven't created something that I, I always wanted to create uh kind of for him and for the community uh and we we haven't we just haven't been able to make it work in a in a uh a revenue product but i i work a lot on promotional sets and a lot of the sets that you've seen here and um and i thought there was an opportunity so I think I saw him on your show and it kind of like was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's still out there and he's he's doing this and I need to reengage. So um, we've been working closely uh, over the past couple months and on, on something that we wanted to kind of share it with your audience here. So let's bring him on and we can kind of talk about it. All right. I'll welcome him to the show. Name Cardinal. Welcome. Hey. Back. Welcome back, man, to the show. Great to have you again. I, I got to say, um, Chris teased me yesterday saying that uh, there, there's a collector. You're, you're going to be very happy to have him on. And I thought to myself, oh, oh, oh boy, like who, who could it be? I took a couple guesses. And then, and then the Wayne Gretzky guesses started flowing. Yeah. Okay. 
maybe Chris is going to bring Wayne Gretzky on, but but you're, you're certainly not Wayne Gretzky, but you're the Wayne Gretzky of what you're doing, and what you're doing is incredible. I've talked about it a lot on the show. I'm going to kind of pass it back over to Chris now to, to introduce this new initiative, but Name, I want to welcome you back. It's your second time on the show. Great to have you again. Uh, good to see you. And I, Thank I, you. Couldn't say I, I only knew it was you uh, about an hour before the show started. So, <laughs> yeah, welcome back, Chris. I'll hand it over to you now. Yeah. So I, I, I met Name. I was so impressed by him. And, and Name, if you wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about your collection and and kind of what it means to you and what it's meant to the community. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I just I want to thank you both for having me on the show and thank you, Jeremy, for being so flexible and going along with Chris's idea and and bringing me on. I appreciate that a lot. But um, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, so just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory, um, I started my collection in 2014. Um, I've been pretty much a lifetime collector. Uh, I started when I was a kid um, back in the late 80s. I was probably about eight or nine years old. And uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. Um, I couldn't I couldn't afford to play hockey, but you know, I could buy hockey cards. And that's the way I stayed connected to, to my heroes who were hockey players. And um, I, I just, I collected off and on over the years and I, I stopped collecting for probably almost 10 years. I got back to it uh, in 2004 and I've been in the hobby since just kind of in and out. I took a few breaks. Um, I am a member of the Hobby Insider Board, so I, I've been on there for, for quite a while. And um, the, I just kind of got to a point where in 2014 that I, I need to, needed to make a decision about what I was going to do in the hobby and if I was going to stay in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm a First Nations person. I'm, I'm Cree. And uh, I've just always really appreciated and loved the um, Indigenous hockey players. I, I've followed Jordan Tutu since the beginning of his career. And, you know, I, I love learning about, like, uh, different players from the past, uh, you know, that all the brothers, like the Nolan brothers and Ted Nolan and DJ King, Dwight King you know, all those guys. And um, it, it's been pretty cool to follow their careers. And I just decided that, you know, like, I, I think if I'm going to stay in this, I need to do something that's meaningful to me. And that's going to keep me connected to the hobby. And I decided that I was going to co collect the rookie cards of every Indigenous player that's been in the NHL. And that took a, a little bit of research to do. And, you know, I've had a lot of help over the years. And, you know, I couldn't be where I am without people in the community reaching out to me. And, and giving me a hand with my collection. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. And uh, I'm extremely grateful to be here and in a, in a part of uh, what Upper Deck is doing. And, you know, I, I, I love that uh, Chris was able to reach out to me and, and bring this forward to me. And, you know, well, yeah, um, so let me interrupt real <laughs> quick there. So uh, before we go any further, so I, I, had, I had seen names now names collection. He has he has licensed NHL rookie card or licensed NHL cards of a lot of indigenous players. But some players never had uh, NHL cards. So Name will, Name's got like these super crazy rare like postcards and just random amazing things. But it's like they're almost, I, I, for me, I feel like they're a placeholder for what that person deserved, uh, which is a, a licensed NHL card. Um, and so I think I was listening to you on Sports Cards cards live and talking about some of these rare things and I, I i just finally was like it's time like let's give these guys a, a licensed nhl card let's give them an upper deck card um and it doesn't have to be in a, a revenue product like let's 
let's make a set of of cards for indigenous uh, players and distribute them to their tribes and, and in that community and at, at those hockey tournaments and and where else can we can we get these out there and so name and i started talking and, and god i was like okay we could do this and then i was like we shouldn't do this upper deck shouldn't like i'm i'm a white guy from california like i shouldn't be trying to figure out which player is deserving and and, and what the design should be and, and things along those lines so um I said to name, let's make this as uh, if we're going to do this, like, let's really do this right. Let's make this as authentic as possible. Let's involve indigenous people in every aspect of it, from the checklist to the design to the card backs. And that's what we started doing. So name, if you want to take a little bit from there, because is with, without your hard work, this wouldn't be where, where it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm honestly just really honored and grateful that I get to be a part of this. And uh, like Chris said, we're we're honoring uh, former Indigenous NHL players who never got uh, an NHL rookie card. And you know, for me to be a small part of that, and you know, and bringing this forward is you know, it's amazing. It's been an amazing experience for me because you know the, the conversations, the, the the rich conversations that I've had with family members and with former players and you know, letting them know that we are working on getting them a hockey card that has been such a positive response. And, you know, it has been a lot of hard work, but it's been, it's been really worth it because like, I, I keep thinking about those little, little kids opening up those packs of cards and seeing themselves in, in those players from the past. And, um, and also, you know, seeing the, the, you know, the joy and the gratefulness that family members feel when, they open up those packs and they see their loved ones being remembered because, you know, from the conversations I've had, you know, they, they said, you know, sometimes we feel like, you know, our, our, our loved one has been forgotten throughout history because, you know, their career has been, you know, over for so long and, you know, they never got a hockey card and, you know, for us to remember them this way, that that's such a huge, huge honor. And uh, I keep thinking about that and, uh, you know, thinking about Johnny Harms' daughter and her opening up that pack and seeing her daddy on that hockey card, that's it's pretty amazing. And uh, seeing, like, the former players, like, being acknowledged this way, that that's so worth it to me. That That's that's what I do it for. Like, in that, you know, for my community, the Indigenous community, to be honored this way, It's it's been a long time coming. And I, I've been really, really, you know, so thankful to Chris because he asked me to be a part of this and also because of his willingness and open-mindedness to allow the indigenous community to be a big part of it. And it has been, you know, an indigenous community led project because we have so many people from the community who have been involved. Um, we've created a, an advisory committee of, you know, indigenous um, people in the community who are connected in the hockey um, also, uh, a couple others who are non-Indigenous, but are very, very strongly connected to the Indigenous hockey community. And I wanted to be able to do this in the right way and have people, you know, give me that advice and that guidance on how to move forward, how to, how to approach the families, how to approach the players. And, you know, it's been really helpful because not only have I been given great advice, but also because... Uh, I've found a lot of connections to the people who are part of our advisory board. And um, 
and you know just being able to learn from them because they're all people who i who i extremely look up to and admire in our community but uh it it's it's been amazing to see where it's where it is now from you know from the first conversation that chris and i had two months ago and um i'm just so excited to <laughs> to see these cards come to fruition and and, yeah, we're, you know. <laughs> we're making some big, uh, big strides there, and, and because of because of names hard work. And oh, by the way, names a new dad too, so I'm sure his wife just loves that. <laughs> fourth, fourth time over, <laughs> Not, but, fourth time over. Like, though. She's cursing me at night, but but it's 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 the right thing to do. Like it was, it makes so much sense, and and, and people don't fully appreciate the uh, the impact that Indigenous players have in the NHL. Ethan Bear is a great example of it in Edmonton. Carey Price, um, you know, for the Habs. So. Uh, but there's this this long legacy of of just you know people being forgotten or or you know the times were different then you know we we spend a lot of time shining a light on a player like Willie O'Ree why aren't we doing the same thing in the indigenous community and and for me it it it, it was kind of a no brainer at at one point where it's like let's just get this done and let's do it the right way and so I, I can't thank Name enough uh, for all his his efforts there and. And the efforts of the advisory board that that he put together, um, and, and we meet and we kind of go through what makes sense. And uh, we're very uh, excited to to bring this uh, set out. It'll be in likely in uh, 2021, um, but we wanted to to kind of share a, a debut here tonight of uh, a couple of the designs, the logo. And uh, Jeremy, if you wouldn't mind showing that off, because uh, we really want to get. Uh, collector's feedback. So, name. Do you want to walk us through this? Yeah, sure. So, um, this design is actually um, it's created uh, by a friend of mine. His name is uh, Jacob Alexis. He's a uh, Nakota Sioux from the Alexis First Nation uh, in Treaty Six Territory of Alberta, and he's just a he's a friend of mine, and he's been doing digital design for years. And I've seen so much of his work, and I see how talented he is. So. I asked him to come on board and he was more than willing to because he's a hockey player himself and he's just such a talented athlete. Like he, he, he appreciates hockey. He loves hockey and he was just grateful to be a part of this as well. But um, yeah, this, this is, um, this is the sample that he's provided for us. There were a few others, but this is the one we kind of, we've been going with um, this here is Rocky Trache. And there's a lot of different elements um, that Jake ex explained within this hockey card. Like, um, let's just start with the logo. If you can, you scroll down a little bit there, Jeremy. There's a second page. Yeah, this is awesome. If you could go a little closer to it, possibly, Jeremy, it would be uh, zoom in a bit. I don't know if you can or not, but this is really cool. Yeah, so this is the the logo Jacob created uh, for the first people's rookie cards, and um, you know you see here a maple leaf. But if you have a look closer, you'll see that the maple leaf is made out of eagle feathers. So in our community. Um, when you're honored, you're, you're provided with an eagle feather for everything that you overcome and for all the hardships that you face to reach these accomplishments in your life. And um, if you have a look at some of our, our, um, our bonnets historically and you see the people with a large amount of, of eagle feathers in their bonnets, that's because they've done many great things with their lives. And um, Jake felt that that eagle feather should be a part of this, this logo because of the accomplishments um, that these players have had, they they're reaching the highest pinnacle of their sport and of their career. Um, they've overcome so many things in their lives, and you know here they are um, being a part of this this project. And 
Um, that's why he included that as part of the logo. Um, if you want to zoom in a little bit more within that uh, eagle feather, uh, if you can, Jeremy. I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay, no worries. But um, if you have a kind of look at the left side, the right side, the oh. top, um, you'll see little, little bits of uh, lightning strike in there. So the reason why Jake put that in there is because he wanted to, to honor uh, water as part of his, our, our culture. And uh, without water, we wouldn't be able to play hockey because it's, ice is made of, of water, obviously. But um, uh, water is such a huge part of who we are. It, you know, we, uh, we honor it as much as possible. We try to take care of it as much as possible because it keeps us alive. But in our cultures, Jake is Nakota Sioux and I'm Cree. But part of our, our teachers teachings, there's similarities there. Um, for us, the, the keepers of the water are the thunder beings. Um, and he put those lightning strikes in there to honor those, those uh, thunder beings. So that's why you see those lightning strikes within, within the, the flay, of, within the, the feather, sorry. Um, he has this all written out in an explanation below. Um, but I, I'm just kind of uh, summarizing as best as possible and uh, trying to not go into deep yeah, into it just because uh, you know protocols and things like that but um, as well if you have a look in the middle um, there's also a hockey stick he seen here so um, that hockey stick is a representation of the first hockey stick uh, made by the Mi'kmaq people um, and their stories uh, out there there's been news articles made that you know perhaps the Mi'kmaq people are the creators of hockey and they made the first hockey stick so he wanted that included in there as well because um we were in one of our meetings and, and Wilton told us the story of that hockey stick and yeah. he told us to look up that article and you know that's why Jake put that in there. So Jake is he's extremely talented and he can see the world in this way. I, I can't. Um, and that's why I wanted, you know, to to ask him to be a part of this and so he can provide us with creations such as this one, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, he was showing us this and I was like Ah, it's cool. It's a maple leaf, and then the eagle feather, and then the lightning strikes, and then the the hockey, the original hockey sticks in there too. I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever!" So I, uh, I was, I was super, super pumped, and uh, I love the design as is. And and um, then just when we get into the logo, I was like, "Oh, this is next level greatness!" So I realized at that point, like, thing. I mean, our designers are super creative and awesome, but it. Like I said, it, it's got to come from this community if we're going to do this right. And, and I, it, it pays in what we're seeing here. So uh, I, I know that Name and I, this this isn't final and we're, we're still, this is a, all a work in progress and we're acquiring imagery for a lot of these players. Um, we're working with the Hockey Hall of Fame on that uh, and, and other entities as well because um, it's it's challenging. Not, not a lot of these guys were photographed and, and some of them are, are pretty, go pretty far back. So um, we're really excited to to bring this to market uh, in that community, but we would love feedback from collectors on what they saw here tonight, and and uh, and and to help us get the word out when when this does. Because I think about I think about this, the potential for this, and maybe it's a stretch, but you know, with with Upper Deck, we we signed Tiger Woods. You know, I think it was back in 2001, and people often talk about the Tiger effect, and I, I just think about what this could mean for for indigenous communities if uh you know if if those kids again we talked about kids earlier but if those kids could see you know um hey there's people that have made it in the nhl before and and look at look at them just remember my my tribe my community 
the the powerful effect that that could have that that's immeasurable really uh and what that could do you know for indigenous players in the future uh i think it's got a it's it's like planting seeds in a garden i, I think there's a huge potential impact here and i'm so honored for for name to kind of lead the charge with this and do such a fabulous job yeah i I just want to jump in and say, first of all, um, congratulations, name on this project. I know that it's it's right up your alley. I'm, I, I can only imagine how important it is to you, uh, your family, your community, the the the, the other uh, you know First Nations communities that that exist that that there are. It, it, it's wonderful, and I've, I you know when you were on last time, we talked about it, and I I get a little I get a little worked up about it because I just think if you're going to change lives. This is going to change lives, and and that's really what it comes down to. There, this will change lives for the better. And that's a wonderful thing. Um, it's awesome that, you know, Chris, that you spotted this and you acted on it. That's amazing. Um, I'm I'm certainly honored that you are, you know, rolling this out or announcing it here tonight on, on Sports Cards Live. That means a lot to me. Um, I feel like I, I'm a part of it now. So that's awesome. The viewers, too, I mean, that have been along for the ride that, that were watching when Name was on the first time. It, it's awesome, guys. Uh, it's awesome. So thank you for doing it on the show tonight. Uh and congratulations to both of you for this, uh, but especially to you, Name. I know this must be—it's uh, got to be super meaningful. So that—that's just so so cool for you. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it has been very meaningful for me, and you know, I—it's like I said, it was a wonderful. It's been a wonderful experience, and it continues to be. Um, you know, I got to talk to a lot of former NHL players, and I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity otherwise. And you know, I was saying in our meeting the other day, you know, like. I I feel so honored to do this because I'm just a regular dude who collects hockey cards and I, I get to be a part of this and it's it's amazing. And um, actually, I, I got to uh, connect with, with my cousin, Dan Hodgson, through this program um, because we wanted him to be a part of it. And, you know, we got to talking and, you know, I talked to him about the hockey cards, but, you know, we also talked about our family and, you know, he kind of been asking me what's been going on back home and, you know, just trying to reconnect that way. So I'm really appreciative of that fact for sure. Right on. Very awesome. Hey, name, if you wouldn't mind, I know a lot of people, you know, watching tonight do know you, but I'm sure there's some people who probably don't. And and again, we really want to get any feedback that folks have about, you know, where this should be distributed down to the design, down to which players, down, you know, all, all that good stuff. How can people get in touch with you if they don't know and, and you know, don't give out your cell, but, what are some easy ways for people to, to reach out to you? You can find me on Instagram at Indigenous Rookie Cards. Um, I do have a website as well, uh, www.indigenousrookiecard.com. Um, you can send me a message there or you can send me an email, indigenousrookiecards at gmail.com. I just threw the website up for you. I'm sorry I didn't have anything else uh, loaded and ready to go, but I just I just copied yeah. the website out for you. Their name, That's so people right. could see that and see because this is. I'll mention that this isn't a brand new project for Name either. Name has worked on this collection. I think Chris mentioned he's, we've worked on this collection for several years. You've displayed it before, but you do have a website as well. So the website, yeah, and by all uh, means, go check out his collection because it's it's awesome. But what I really felt inclined was like, why should Dame have to collect some, some crazy postcard? There should be a card for this yeah, this player. Yeah. So um, it's cool that we're able to make this happen. Certainly is. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Okay. Well, um, I guess Name, thanks for joining tonight. It's been a yep. pleasure to have you to have you back. Uh, it was a nice surprise for me. So 
Good to see you again. Um, Thank you. I guess, uh, so thanks for coming on for this portion of this show. Um, I guess Chris will move on to, to the next stuff on our agenda. And uh, yeah, thank, thank you, name so much. Yep. And, and when when this uh, when we're when we're printing these bad boys up, I'd love for name to come back and, and kind of walk through who these who these players were because their stories are, are are pretty awesome. Yeah, and sure. uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks to Chris for for uh, again for contacting me, and he's he's honestly been so open minded, and uh, I I really want to thank him for thinking outside the box and not being every, like everybody else and, you know, allowing indigenous people to be a part of this and allowing indigenous people to speak on it. And, uh, you know, not, not, that hasn't happened historically. And I really appreciate that for sure. Yeah. yeah like like we said earlier, name, it's, it's just long overdue. Yeah. All right, name. Thanks for coming by. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch and we'll see you on Instagram and uh, we'll see you at the next card show. Thank okay, you. Name. Okay, man. Take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Chris, we got a bunch. That was awesome, by the way. Thanks for bringing him on. Thanks for the surprise. It was it was a yeah. pleasant surprise. Um, I'm gonna go through some comments. We've got a lot of stuff that's come through. I don't even know what it is, but uh, I want to address sure, some of these. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Bobby Burrell in the house. Bobby, welcome back. Bobby was on with me uh, both on an episode dedicated to him, and he came on last Wednesday, uh, sort of in, in rescue fashion. So good evening to you. Uh, Carvin Chung in the house. Hello, Carvin. He says hi to Sweet. Is that is that because you're you're a fair fair haired uh, Chris? Or are you there's actually? A, there's a long story to my nickname, the Swede. That's you know we'll share over a couple of beers for sure. But uh, yeah, basically my Nordic looks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome, uh, Carvin. Good to see you. Carvin's been a guest on the show twice now as well. So thank you for stopping in, Carvin. Uh, a couple of people could figure out that it was name when we started talking about the indigenous cards. So have that rounds of applause uh bruce welcome to the show says just popped in late to the show exciting to see chris jeremy and name on one place bruce thanks for joining terry says a little research is an understatement in reference to all the work that name has done for sure. says, name names names personal collection is one of my all-time favorite collections it epitomizes what you can do in this hobby to make it your own very exciting yeah for sure joe says to make it meaningful for me something we can all consider thank you name no doubt no doubt um, yeah, Legion says, what an amazing idea. Tim says, this is amazing. Brett says, this initiative will really will transcend the hobby. It's incredible. I agree. I, I, I really think it, it, that this has the power, Chris, to change lives. Some of these kids will see these cards and it'll give them additional hope, additional, uh, you know, ambition that, you know, we, we can do this too. And that's that and confidence. And that's that that's life changing stuff. Yeah. Brian Reese says super cool stuff. Melanie, I'm guessing this is name's wife, says so excited and so proud as she very well should be. Oh, good. Uh, I'm so yeah. happy she's not mad at me. Card <laughs> Currency Paul says, what a one of what what a one-of-a-kind set. Wow, impact truly beyond cards in the hobby. Everyone involved should be given some sort of medal from the hobby. Yeah, that's that's just awesome. Uh, we did show an example of the card, so that that came out. Where to look? We've spoken to that as well. Uh B. Kobler, Carvin says the true. The true Canadians. Great job, Chris Omner. Names passion, no doubt. Legion says it's never too late to do the right thing. I'd love to see Jim Thorpe's awards reinstated. Lee McCarthy says, wow, great show. You three late here. Keep the coffee coming. Thank you, Lee, for joining. Terry <laughs> says, congrats, name, and thank you, Chris, for making this dream come true. See, I mean, it, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. <laughs> Melanie says, I sleep, he works. That's pretty funny. Steve <laughs> Menzi from the Sports Card Expo says, great initiative, and you couldn't have found a better spokes spokesman than name. Absolutely not. 
Legion says they look great. Al says, what a, what a powerful and inspiring project. Thanks, Al. Brett Miles thinks that logo is hot. And Brett's a gra Brett, Brett does some graphic design himself. So that's a compliment yeah. for sure. Uh, Bruce says, this is a great idea with cool design, celebrating the history of some of the great games of the great game of hockey and remembering many of those names who are seemingly forgotten. Most certainly, 100%, Bruce. Well said, well said. Dave Jones says, awesome project, great design, and love the meaning behind all the elements of the logo. Same here. I was having a little trouble zooming in on it here and there, but no, yeah. it's running a little slow. But And I loved how the logo was kind of uh, silhouetted in the card itself behind Rocky yeah. Trot J. Really yeah. nice. Really nice design. Julian Lim agrees. Uh, B. Kobler, pretty amazing idea. Brian Kingsley would buy a set, as would I. Uh, Terry says, name, do you get your own rookie card? That's a cool idea too, right? Hmm, well, I like hmm. that. Maybe series two. There's ways to do that for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. How many players do you have on the list so far? Do you know the answer to that, Chris, or is that still a work in process? I, it's, well, tricky. Uh, I, I think we're going to finish with 12 for this first uh, set. Um, and I, I talked to Name about, you know, I, I don't want this to be a, a one-time thing. Uh, we're very blessed that Upper Deck has licenses for AHL, CHL, Hockey Canada. Uh, we could do female players. Like, there's so many opportunities to engage that community more than this category ever has. And what a, what a great ambassador we have in Name. So uh, I want to explore all those opportunities and, and, and continue this if possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, B. Kobler says, is there an indigenous rookie car of a Crosby caliber player, even though they're all meaningful and coveted? That's a great question. I mean, you've got Brian Trottier, who might be the most celebrated indigenous player, and you've got Kerry well, Price. Francis Eskimoose is probably one of the most well-known and, and uh, uh, definitely uh, he'll do a few honorary puck drops and things like that. Um, always involved in some of the uh, NHL's uh, initiatives for hockey is for everyone. Uh, so there are there are some some really good players and uh, and again I, I hope that this shines a light on that. I mean we've talked about some of the great players, but what I'd love to do is talk about some of the players who never had that rookie card. So yeah, to be able to do that would be pretty special. This is pretty phenomenal. I yeah. think in terms of uh, you know current players, uh, we have Kerry Price, who's still uh, you know he's a superstar. He has he has cards already though, so he won't come out in this set. But uh, he's part yeah, Kerry's got enough. It's it's the the forgotten players that, that right. him and I are really working to to identify and shine a light on. Yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Absolute says, "Put me down for one." Do you know how these will come to market yet? Have you guys thought about that, or is that still coming together? I think you mentioned school. every family is going to receive sets. Uh, we want to get each uh, distribute them to tribes. There's a lot of uh, indigenous uh, hockey tournaments. Uh, that take place but with covid we're, we're kind of figuring that out uh we've talked about maybe inserting them in national hockey card day packs uh, to give it more a mass approach uh we've thought about doing them potentially for free on epac because some people are geographically displaced a bit so it's hard for them to even to get there we want to make these available for that community and and for other collectors who who just think that it's about time that these players get their just due, so. No, no doubt. Okay, I'm gonna run through some of the rest of these here. Um, Jason, good evening all, just popping in for a few. <laughs> for a few My lovely minutes. wife is uh, back from her date night with uh, with our two boys, so if you see some. Uh, Hello, Mrs. Garland. Corsage, so thank you, honey. But if uh, you see two crazy blonde kids coming around, uh, it's just their back. 
That's awesome. That's I love it. I love it. Uh, Jason, just uh, evening all, just popping in for a few minutes, break time of work. Welcome to the show, Jason, as always. Uh, Mike says, all kinds of firsts on Sports Cars Live. First interview aborted on Wednesday, and now this worldwide announcement. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Brett says, name's website is exceptional. Gotta, gotta concur yeah. with that. Jason says, hi, name, love your collection and the hard work you put into it. We got a round of applause from Legion, as always. Rob Post says, Chris, two things. Number one, thanks to you and Upper Deck for making products available and accessible during the last few months. Such a great time with my boys. Number two, tentative date for the cup, please. Chris, are you prepared to respond to that? And he's I, I'm not allowed to talk about the cup until it's like fight club. You know, you're not yeah. the first rule of the cup is you don't talk about the cup. And there's a reason why we do that. I, I, I don't want people to think that we're being secretive or being mean. Uh, it's it's to give all the other products a chance to perform out in the marketplace uh, before we talk about, you know, that that super premium release. And it, it takes a while to get that that beast done, uh, especially in. Uh, this new world we live in where where a lot of our vendors are really saddled with a lot of jobs. And the fact is that trading cards are produced with people, you know, right next to each shoulder to shoulder sometimes. So uh, a lot of our vendors are, are working through how do we make cards in, in this environment? So uh, Upper Deck's blessed that we use a variety of vendors and, and we, we knew that you have to plan for situations like this. Uh, but that said, you know, there's still some some delays with not only the cup, but some other products, but the NHL has been delayed too. So this is the first year I've gotten grief. Why are you coming out with 2021 products when the 1920 season's still taking place? So it's it's a wacky time and, and we're working through that. But uh, the one constant I, I think is that uh, uh, Upper Deck Series 1 will always be awesome and Upper Deck's probably going to always have the cup coming out at some point. Yeah, there, there you go. They don't talk about it, but we know it's going to come, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, name did pipe in and wants to thank everyone for their kind words. So uh, that, that's awesome name. Thanks again for joining us tonight. Uh, and Kobler says, you know, yeah, it's the forgotten ones I was meaning being it's their first card. Are there any short printed variants? I'm sure you guys will work your way through that as time goes by and you, you work your way through building that set. Um, user says, I'd love to have a set. This is something I find amazing. And yeah. Says he he can't talk about the cup. He wants to keep his job. And we're at the end of the comments. Thank you, everyone, for your interaction. As always, as you know, if yeah. you've watched the show before, I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't watched the show before, I want to welcome you to the show. We're an hour and 50 minutes into this episode. It's been a bit of a marathon already, but highly enjoyable, highly informational, and, and, and truly inspirational. Um, Chris, we did have a few more things we wanted to talk about. Uh, you did send me some pictures of what you call the wall of praise. Is now a good time to share those, would you think? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So I, I kind of yeah. talked about how we changed the paradigm with regard to how our customer care agents uh, deal with our customers and how I challenge them to dig in further, find out more information about the customer. How can you best you know, meet their needs? And uh, the biggest challenge I give them is to provide that remarkable type of service, service that is so good that it causes someone to remark about it by writing a letter or, you know, sending a, a tweet or, or what have you. And so I challenged them and they started coming through and we, it's, it's rare, you know, I've, I've been in the customer care portion of this business for a long time and, and we didn't used to get thank you letters. And, um, and I just wanted to make sure that my team knew that that is how I'm going to judge you is, is <laughs> how our customers perceive you because it's how they, we're going to perceive our entire organization. So I put up this wall of praise that was blank and it didn't take them very long uh, to fill it up. And 
I took down everything for customer care week. Uh, and I think one of the other pictures is it didn't take them that long to refill it. And uh, I thought, I thought that was really cool. And now in our, our customer care area, we have it above and beyond just that wall. It's, it's going over into to cubicles and it's like this, it, it's, it's really awesome. So if you ever get the opportunity to visit Upper Deck or maybe I'll do a visit, uh, a video, just kind of showing where it is now, but it, it means so much for us to connect with customers and, and, uh, and to really have that, 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 that opportunity where I, I mean, I wrote Upper Deck a letter when I was a kid. I, I asked if I could buy, buy cards direct and, and I didn't get a response. So, I mean, to, to get a response and to get a personalized response and, and to get some, have a connection with our reps is, is really important to me. So I hope people are starting to see that more. And, and uh, you know, just because maybe you haven't received a, a UD rack uh, doesn't mean we don't value or appreciate it. Again, like I said, there's, there's, hundreds of thousands of collectors and and even more right now in this time where the, the hobby is popping again uh but we value our, our our fans very much and recently i i challenged our reps to to make outbound calls to some of our epac customers and find out what they like and and i don't know of any other company that's that's calling collectors uh and and that's how i want it to become it shouldn't be this one-way situation where you have a problem and you reach out to a company it should be going both ways, you know, and it should be a, a, a relationship, you know, because a one-way relationship doesn't work so well. So I, I think it's really important that we start to have uh, this engagement for our, our shops and our collectors where, uh, where we're reaching out to them as well, instead of just waiting for them to call or email us. Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. It's nice, nice, And it's, you know, it's just nice to, to know that it's appreciated. Nice to get those letters. That's it's gotta be really nice for, for sure. For sure. I want to thank B Kobler for joining us tonight. Who said good night, Jeremy earlier. It, it, I'm not sure. Is that a, is that someone that, you know, Chris? Yeah. Ben's he, awesome. He, uh, he's one of my <laughs> poor Ben. I love this guy so much. I interviewed him when I, when we moved to Vegas, we didn't have a lot of, a lot of time. And, uh, and I, I interviewed him and I was like, Hey, you got to start like now. And it was, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend and um, he moved, he just moved out and uh, did just a, an awesome, awesome job uh, with our redemption group and, and, uh, and starting to write that ship for us uh, back when we had uh, a, a lot of licenses and a lot of uh, athletes that were delinquent and, and uh, Ben did an amazing job there. So I'm a huge fan of him and uh, I remain good friends with him today. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Ben, thank you for joining tonight. Great to hear that. Such great things about you. Um, Patrick says, I've always had amazing dealings with Upper Deck. Great staff that go above and beyond. That's awesome. Brian says, please send more cards to California. Uh, Legion says, I'm always impressed with the honest, oh, I think I know the honest care I've gotten from your customer service to the point where I don't want to talk about it online for fear of unscrupulous, unscrupulous people trying to take advantage of them. Fair comment. That that could very easily uh, easily happen. That is tricky. You know, it, it's it's something that absolutely happens. Um, I I just this week someone wished uh, that I get the worst form of cancer because their son opened up uh, uh, twenty packs on EPAC and they didn't get an autograph card. You know, it's like, but they didn't buy a box. You know, they just were trying to chunk it. And and so it, it's it's tricky. You know, collectors are very passionate. We're, they're, we're called fans because we're fanatical about our love for teams and the hobby. So uh, I, I get that. And I, I don't take it to heart when someone says, I, I hope I get cancer, but uh, I, I wish they wouldn't. 
But at the same time, you know, we're going to make it right for that guy and, and his son. Uh, but there are there are those situations um, where where people do, you know, say things that maybe didn't happen. And the cool thing is now Upper Deck can really document things a lot better than we could uh, back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. If you open up uh, a case or a box inside, you'll find a serial number and we can use that serial number. I, I can't tell you exactly what was in that box. Um, but I can tell, we, we can use it to tell what was ha happening at that part of the production run. Were there any type of anomalies that could have caused errors like this to occur? Was, you know, and, and that we use, right? we ask for that data from customers because we go back to our vendors and try to make a better product from it. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure Upper Deck's the only company that utilizes that right now because it's costly, uh, but it helps us make a better product overall. So um, we record the, the customer data and and I can tell, all right, this guy, I, let's let him go through once, maybe twice. But then, you know, if it's the third time, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So a lot of what we've been talking about is what what you guys, what Upper Deck has done and a lot of amazing things from start to finish in this episode. We're, we're four minutes away from from closing the closing up the, the show yeah. tonight. I'm, and I'm coming back on for the after hour show. Uh, at, at half an hour later in 35 minutes from now with Carlos from Because I'm Carlos. But I do want to talk about one other thing that's happened, Chris, and that is um, with respect to you, someone very close to you, your, your own brother, who who is ill. And, uh, and you know, I kind of wanted to say that, you know, everyone, not everyone, a lot of people seem to want something from Upper Deck a lot of the times, whether it's more hits in the box or more colors on a patch or more, more autographs, uh, redemption replacements, whatever it is, whatever people want. But when when your brother was uh, recently became, I guess, ill to the point where you got you, you reached out for some help and the you you, were, you and your family received an, an outpouring of support. And I just wanted to really ask you kind of what what did that feel like for you? You do so many good things in the community, in the hobby community, in the sports community. And uh, and now the it's kind of come back to you. It's kind of come back to you a little bit. Yeah. You and your family, um, and and I know a lot of people watching, myself included. We we've we've helped out. Let's say, yeah. What? How did it feel, man? How? What was that like for you and your and your brother and your your siblings and your your, yeah. your, your whole family? No, I just to give people a little background. My my big brother John, um, he's he's worked in sports for most of his life. Uh, right now he books the, the sports cast for Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's been with Jimmy Kimmel Live since, uh, since they started. So, uh, I've got, I, one of the reasons I wanted to get into sport, one of the reasons I collected cards is because he collected cards. He, thank God he went off to, to college or got in high school and college, he found out about girls and I, I inherited his set more or less, you know? So, uh, I was like, this is great. But, you know, and then he went on to, to work in the sports industry and I, I wanted to work in the sports industry and I, uh, he started having some issues and we couldn't figure out what was going on. We thought he was having issues raising his arms and we thought it might be something, uh, a nerve issue. And, and he, uh, he uh, uh, had a surgery. And uh, around that same time, about four years ago, uh, my wife and I watched this movie called Gleason on Netflix. And I highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's about Steve Gleason, a professional football player who finds out that he has ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And it, he chronicles his because he his his wife's pregnant. He chronicles his his life to share with with his unborn child, and 
we get through the end of this and it's 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 very emotional and i remember looking over to my wife we're both in tears and i'm like god can you even imagine can you even imagine and jeremy one week later my brother called me and and said hey I, i've been diagnosed with als and it was so crystal clear to me what that meant and what was going to come and how difficult the road was going to be and and my big brother john is not someone who wants to ask for help uh he is someone that always is giving and is trying to help others and he wouldn't let us talk about this he was like i i got it for now i'm i'm okay and um his big thing it wasn't like let's do bucket list things and go to china like i my <laughs> if i was diagnosed with this i would have had a total different story i would have been like all right let's go to vegas with carvin and jeremy and let's have some fun before you know things get bad his was all about i got to find a cure and i got to work with the, the best doctors and, and figure things out and and he has been he's been uh, getting great treatment from the the leading doctor for als uh, merrick out of boston uh but it's been really hard on our family because he, he didn't want us to talk about it. And finally, it's gotten to the point where um, he can't really use his hands. Uh, he can't can't walk anymore. And I, I recorded a video, uh, you know, just when I was leaving his house one day because he was finally saying, all right, you, you guys can do a, a GoFundMe because it, it's, it's terrible. You, you get an ALS diagnosis, your insurance company is like, nope, decline, decline, decline. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, gee, why do we even have insurance? Yeah. So we're at the point now where, you know, my parents are in their eighties and I, I, I go up and I, I help, but he needs a, a full-time caregiver and, and, and uh, maybe not full-time yet, but it, it's going to get there. And so we asked for, for that help and support. And man, I, I, I couldn't, I, I, I know that he works in sports. So, you know, he started to get some big donations for his GoFundMe phase uh, page it's uh, gofundme.com slash John dash Carlin dash ALS. And he, uh, there were some big donations that came in, but I was like, oh my God, there's there's Ken Richardson from Vancouver or Hobby Shop Owner. And there's, oh my God, I know the, the, the community for sports cars. Holy crap. Like I, I, I can't thank everyone enough who has donated or who has done auctions or I, I just, I, I it, it's blown me away. And, and I got to tell you, my brother, you know, he was at that point where, you know, he was getting tired and, and he had, didn't have, he had the support system from his family, but he didn't have it from others. And, and just for him to see people giving $5 and sending prayers was, was as cool to me as someone giving 500 um, because it was like, it meant so much to him to see the, 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 the comments there and, Hey, keep fighting. And it has put so much wind in his sails. And I, I, I will never be able to thank everyone properly for, for the support they've given my family and, and my big brother at this time, but it's a really tricky time, but, uh, man, we're, we're ready to fight and keep fighting and, uh, and make sure that, that he has what he needs, uh, for this next chapter. So, uh, from the bottom of my heart for my entire family, Thank you to everyone who uh, was involved in that and, and, and has helped donate or has just sent uh, kind wishes or or uh, or prayers because I mean miracles can happen. I believe that and uh, you know still holding out hope for one here. But uh, if we can't make it happen for John, you know we'll use these funds to to help continue. Any funds that we received will be used to help ALS research and to end this disease. Because gosh, I mean Lou Gehrig. It's almost, it's been so long since he was diagnosed. We can't 
figure this one out or, or make any strides here. It's it's uh, it's a tough one because you see someone you love lose something a little bit every day, but in their head, mentally, they're still totally there. So um, it's been a challenge, but we'll keep fighting and we'll, we'll work through it. And I'm just so uh, blown away by everyone's support. I, I can't thank everyone enough. Well, yeah, it's been it's been a great response you've gotten, and uh, so yeah. Uh, I'll throw. I want. I'm gonna throw up the picture of you, him, and I believe this is uh, your wife, or is this his wife with with you? No, this is my lovely wife. So your wife. Um, so, we 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 love our we love John, and uh, we love visiting him, and uh, uh, yeah, we think the world of him, and want to try to figure out how we can keep him here as long as we can. Well, you know, on behalf of myself, Chris, I wish you and your family all the best, uh, John, especially, um, you know, so hope everyone, just wish you the best, man, you and your thank family. You, thank, uh, you. No, uh, thank you, everyone. It's a tough situation. I'm going to yeah. throw, throw the picture back up of you, him and your wife and just go through a couple of the comments uh, that have come in. Uh, Legion says prayers and love to your brother and family, Chris. Brian says sending the best to your brother and family, Chris. Yam says, my heart is with you and your family, Chris. I'm glad you all asked for help, your brother, the help your brother needs. Some nice hearts from Brian Kingsley. Dave Jones says, all the best to your brother and your family. Maybe you can post that website somewhere later for those that might want to help out. And I just don't have it queued up and ready to go. Or I would actually. No, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll share it on my Twitter, Pete and Cavalia, for sure. No, I appreciate it. So I'm going to put your. One other thing I, I'd love to just share real quick on that. And, and we could go through some of the comments still, but. Um, when Upper Deck heard about, heard about this, um, <sighs> take a second. I uh, I I just kind of shared, you know, I want to pour myself into my work and 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 continue to be there. But they said, you know, they've been so great, and they said, you know, you started the heroic inspiration campaign. Why don't we do one for John too? So he's going to be getting his own uh, heroic inspirations card. So. I'm uh, really excited about that happening. And our, our hope is that we could give one of those cards to everyone who donated. And, and because he works has worked in sports his entire life, it's, it's so cool to be able to, to, to give that to my brother. And, you know, going back to, to Tyler Chatfield and, you know, having that card of that person that meant so much to me and in my upper deck illuminator lamp, uh, there's a spot reserved there for John for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Patrick says, our thoughts and prayers go to your family. Dave Jones has all the best to your brother and your family. Maybe you can post. Oh, sorry. I, I already read that one. I do, I do have uh, Chris's Instagram handle going on the ticker right now, everybody. So uh, I think, Chris, you said you'll post the uh, GoFundMe account or the GoFundMe website on, on your Twitter. You can go find it yeah. there uh, if anybody else wants to help out. I'm sure that would be greatly appreciated. Dave Jones, that speaks to the culture right there. Well done, Upper Deck. I agree. All right, Chris, this has been pretty awesome, man. It's exactly how yeah. what, exactly what I wanted this episode to be. I wanted it to be an inspiring episode. I wanted to share a different side of the hobby with, with the audience of Sports Cards Live, and I want to thank you for bringing more people to the show to watch it. Everyone Absolutely. who's watching, guys, your, your, your interaction tonight has been awesome as always, so thank you so much. Um, couple of comments, questions I didn't get to, just not really on point tonight. That's That comment is going out specifically to you, Sean Robb, and you, Chris West. We'll get those another time when we have someone else from Upper Deck on. We're yeah, I know. And probably a lot of different product questions, and normally I, I would answer those, but uh, we the theme tonight was a little different, so I appreciate yeah. everyone there. And If you want to reach out to us, we're happy to, to answer any questions that you guys have where we can, you know, with regard yeah. to, is Alexi, what number is he going to be in the set? Like, hang tight. 
Yeah. But we will bring someone else on from Upper Deck again soon, whether it's a, a Billy comes on again or a Tony or uh, uh, whomever else. I mean, we, we even Grant. I, th- we've had four people on from Upper Deck already. So I want to thank you guys for Greatest working. This episode is one of my favorites. If, if you want to learn about how trading cards are made and, and the passion that our Upper Deck team has, go back and watch Grant's Sports Card Live. I, it's, it's required viewing for any new uh, staff member that works for me, for sure. It's required viewing. That's so cool that this show is required viewing when you get hired at at Upper Deck. Um, Grant's show that Chris is speaking about was episode number 28. If you go into the archives on Sports Cards Live on the YouTube channel, you can find that episode there. Um, what a couple more things, Chris. Now we're gonna we're gonna end it. I'm gonna take a small break before I come back on with After Hours with Carlos sure. in about tw- uh, 22 minutes from now. Uh, Legion says, feels good, man. Good to see good people doing good things. Brian says, Jeremy Lee, the new Roy Firestone, said with respect. Thank you, Brian. And Patrick says, how about an episode for the cup pack out? <clears throat> yeah, maybe. Maybe we can figure something out there. Brett Miles says, fantastic show this evening. It's been a while since I've been able to pop in live. So glad I did tonight. All right, guys. I, to anyone who's going to post any more comments trickling in, I appreciate them. Everybody, as always, appreciate you. Coming back with After Hours in about 20 minutes and then again on Wednesday with Dustin, the personal finance dad, and more episodes to follow. I've had them scrolling in the in the uh, banner below here. Lots still to come, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Chris, thank you for your evening tonight. Thank you to your family for making the time easier for you to, to, to set it aside for us tonight, for myself and the audience. So thanks so much. Thanks for everything that you're doing at Upper Deck. And um, we'll be in touch, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Great talking with you, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, lots of, uh, uh, man, there's some really cool stuff that's in the works at Upper Deck and I uh, can't wait to share more. So All right, Chris. Uh, we'll, we'll do more on product very soon, for sure. Thanks, Chris. If you can wait right there, I'm just going to say uh, Absolute says, remember to smash the thumbs up button, everybody. We got a couple of rounds of applause and we are going to sign off. Everybody, good night. If you're going to tune into After Hours, we'll see you in about 20 minutes. Thank you, everybody, Thanks, for everyone. tuning in tonight. Thank you.